This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू द 289th एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता माय गॉड वी हैव कम अ लॉन्ग वे थैंक यू ऑल हु हैव बीन एनकरेजिंग अस थ्रू दिस जर्नी वी कम टू यू फ्रॉम अ वेरी वेट एंड रेनी दिल्ली व्हिच इज क्वाइट नाइस एक्चुअली आई गेस अनलेस फॉर दोस हु प्रोबब्ली हैव देयर होम्स फ्लडेड वी हैव हैड एन एक्शन पैक्ड वीक सो वी ट्राई टू पैक इन एज मच एज वी कैन इन आर एंड अ हाफ और टू आवर्स हाउ लॉन्ग वी गो so if we miss out some stuff i apologize but it has really been a very newsy week on the hafta this week we have a guest who has been with us before hartosh singh bal hi hartosh hi hi many of you already know who hartosh is but for those of you who have a new additions to the hafta team of listening to our weekly podcast he is the political editor of caravan magazine he is the author of waters close over us a journey along the narmada he has been the political editor at open magazine He's the co-author of A Certain Ambiguity, a mathematical novel which won the Association of American Publishers Award for Best Professional Scholarly Book on Mathematics for 2007. He has worked for the Indian Express, the Health and Mail today. So you are basically you can't be attacked by the science wala saying ye saale humanities wale journalist bante hain kuch pata to hota nahi. No, I I was I used to say these things myself so how can <laughs> <laughs> How terrible. Chalo theek at least you're honest. <laughs> also joining us in a studio is Raman Kripal. Hi. Mehraj Lon who's just returned from his holiday to Kashmir. Hello. And Manisha Pandey Hello. who's looking forward to her non-existent holiday to the hills which may or may not happen. <laughs> I I'm going on holiday on all the money news laundry owes me. I am planning one big trip. <laughs> oh by the way does Hartosh know we've started paying hafta panelists now? So I was collecting back wages that's why I Achha, no, This is not a supreme court order that's retrospective. It is only from now on you will be paid for your appearances. and not just that you will also get a gift hamper and i will say that we have some fantastic gift hampers coming up one is the sabki dhulai soap set of herbal soaps really nice so hartosh tumhari twacha tumhari twacha ko komal rangin banane mein madadgar karegi hamari sabun sabki dhulai sabun i look forward to this and we shall send you the sabki dhulai soap set and by the way uh, we'll have a independence month offer where you can get the sabki dhulai soap set it's a really nice soap set you can check out the photographs on our instagram and twitter and we'll also have a special scheme for our subscribers by the way that will be only available to subscribers and of course guests such as hartosh anand vardhan was supposed to join us but he was on his way by train back to patna and the train is expectedly over 3 4 hours late he was supposed to have reached at 10 o'clock so he could join us it's 12:15 as we start recording this podcast 12:15 on the 13th of august on a thursday so anand unfortunately will not be able to join us this hafta he'll come next hafta then on that note uh, manisha you just want to go over the headlines yeah. and then we can start the discussions uh, three people were killed in police firing in bengaluru and over 60 police personnel were injured uh, this is owing to violence over a facebook post even journalists came under attack who were covering this riot that broke out three caravan reporters were attacked by a mob in northeast delhi we have a detailed report on this so do read that it's a very harrowing um, events that unfolded that evening uh, sachin pilot has called truce with gandhis and with presumably gehlot but has gehlot called truce we don't know yet pata chalega nalayak nikamma bolke i don't know how they can go back to being we have a lovely song for them at the end of this hafta today morning indian express report uh, tells us that sushant you know, that um, ed has not been able to find find any big transfers to riya chakravarty's account from sushant singh rajput's account i wonder if tv news channels are going to pick this up 
because with the vengeance with which they've gone after Rhea calling her a gold digger and what not hashtag arrest Rhea now yeah so i i mean i mean this is just no they'll pick the up the other fact the slander she's gone through and now the ed finds out that there's ED, no ED, i mean ed itself it's a bit of a joke that they came ED in ed has place. just added one more thing now we will look into the cash transaction hmm. <laughs> so cash so they couldn't find they couldn't find anything in the yeah by check so now they look at it's a really horrible how, how exactly uh, are they going to do that i don't know see har mahine kitna withdraw hua the wahan kitna deposit hua usne kis se kharcha i have no idea how they'll do it but <laughs> but i don't think a studio but that's what tv channels will pick yeah, up but a studio or uh, anchors do not have the brilliance to ask that question hmm. 18 people died after an air india plane broke into two at calicut in kerala there's also been very devastating landslides there which also resulted in casualties pranam mukherjee's condition is worsened he remains on ventilator though radeep sardesai bumped him off on twitter yes and then he, he severely apologized and said sorry 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 hmm. Russia has launched its world's first registered COVID-19 vaccine called Sputnik, Sputnik. and apparently the name is kind of cocking a snook at US because Sputnik was also their vessel that went to outer yeah. space. It, it was first. the one that carried Yuri Gagarin or was it some other? That was Yuri. the first spacecraft they launched. So yeah, but of course I don't think anyone's taking it in a hurry. Although Putin said my daughter's taken it, I want to ask why haven't you? Because he is. About sixty, I suppose. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So more. Democrats have picked up Kamala Harris for U.S. vice presidential candidate. Much excitement in India, except uh, India Today anchor Rahul Kaval warned us that we should not get excited because she cares about human rights. It was a warning. So beware. Yes. Beware. She cares about <laughs> human rights more than being Indian. <laughs> They are mad, you know. Really, these guys have no brain. Yeah, yeah, mm. at least that. No Daughters have equal rights over joint Hindu family properties at Supreme Court, and this will be effective retrospectively. I think it's great. Yeah, I was a little confused about this. So, yeah. basically, is to explain this had come into effect in two thousand five. Yeah. The only thing was at that time all property, you know, that would be inherited post two thousand five. This law would impact. Now it is in retrospect. Also. Yes. The judgment, the court though had a very strange Sasbahu type line thrown in. They, hmm. The judge said, "A Daughters daughter are. always remains a loving daughter. A son is a son until he gets a wife. A daughter is serious? a daughter yeah. is a daughter throughout so life." So, th- th- were they watching Navika's show where Navika so. said that when a woman comes, she gets possessive about her Haan. man? The hmm. evil woman. <laughs> they are giving a lot of these kinds of lines these days. No, What they said nonsense. the same thing about that a bail to the person on Janmashtami. Yeah, they said Lord yeah, Krishna yeah. was born in Basically, jail. Basically, I you think want. the problem is most judges are like uncles. They are WhatsApp uncles. No, That's I think the they had been doing it even in the past. I have seen about. 10-15 years ago, so you had from Purana the court, all kind of courts. Ah, they keep they, quoting uh, that, correct? Hmm. No, those are I mean, I mean those are good lines to to add heft to their judgment, and also those are lines with a lot of wisdom. These are just like what's up lines. Hmm. So they actually released someone because it was Janmashtami. No, they said, Krishna. "Why do you want to go? Krishan ji was born in jail. This is a lovely time to be in jail." What? Disgusting. This is Gobri, I think, right? Uh-huh. And disgusting. then he asked, "Do you still want bail?" He said, "Yes." So he said. I don't think you are very religious or huh. something to that effect. Okay, I totally miss this. R- ridiculous. Hmm. Poet Rahit Indori died at seventy. Hmm. Zomato has introduced period leave of up to ten days per year for employees. This got a lot of people talking on social media. We we'll discussed so, this yeah. here also. Center allows four G on trial basis in two districts in J and K after August fifteenth. They Did haven't Maharaj allowed can... it yet. Uh, they're planning to like start it in two districts: one in Jammu region, one in Kashmir. But okay. Nothing as of yet. Hey. May yeah. I just intervene with one piece of news which may be of some interest at this point, hmm. which is that Mahendra Nitya Gopal Das has tested COVID positive. Oh, he was yeah. with the PM on stage. Oh yeah, yeah. Not only etc. etc. Oh, so I he's think. not only was he with the PM. Uh, the PM even went and shook hands with him, and he wasn't wearing a mask. We were very cute uh, looking at this very. Did Barikhi see? 
री the law enforcement agencies are concerned okay so first yes i think your reporter has done an excellent job on the report as well look i mean it's quite clear we've been reporting persistently and consistently and two of these reporters have been part of that reportage for the past ever since february you know in terms of how bjp politicians the delhi police were complicit in i mean this is a parallel to 84 this is how exactly the political class and the police and the majoritarian mob dealt with a minority and uh, we have reported that in great detail one of the last reports that these people had filed was in that same police station bhajanpura about two women who were earlier complainants being harassed inside the police station by the they had gone back to pursue this reportage and they had uh, they were in a gully where there were saffron flags which were up to celebrate the bhumi poojan where nritya gopal das has tested positive hmm. at that bhumi poojan and they were taking photographs out in the street not in somebody's house not of anybody with any permission this is public space and they were surrounded by a mob which uh, after a while the man who was clearly seems to be orchestrating events came and identified himself as uh, a bjp office there mm. Mm. we are going by what was claimed i am giving you exact eyewitness account of what happened their political affiliations or their ideological affiliations of this place were very clear in any case they were hindutva right wing gathering they surrounded the reporters asked them what they were doing there asked for their id cards so there's already this hostility towards the idea of media reporting on them and we must tie this to the fact that our prime minister admirable prime minister in some ways for some people has decided reporting honestly on what happens on the ground is anti national so already there is this perception in the mob mm. they look at the id cards and one of our reporters shahid tantre is a muslim from kashmir it further provokes their anger because here you have an anti national profession mm. being manned by an anti national double anti national muslim man from kashmir and they mm. launch an assault he hands over the memory card well before this happens he says you want anything take it this is not the time we are getting into confrontations this is their clear instructions to them because at that point they had already called me and i had said tell them whatever they need we'll give it you get out of their safety mm. during this period of time the police guys are also standing nearby Oh, they were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police guys for a good half an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. and assault. Shahid is beaten, beaten badly, and Prabhjit sort of interposes himself between Shahid and the mob. And you must see that this is their idea of cultural formation because he's a turbaned Sikh. He is not attacked or assaulted in the same manner. They are mm. doing the same job at the same place. Mm. Yeah. And but for Prabhjit's presence there, things would have been far worse. They threatened to lynch him, kill him, the usual. 
the katwa, all the usual standard vocabulary mm -hmm. of the Hindu right so delightfully uses was all on display and the aggression was out of hand. And our third journalist, who I will not name because of, as you will see the sequence of events, was standing to one side. And at one point after the crowd is assaulting Shahid, they've taken the memory card. I think he hands over the camera to her, but I may be mistaken on one or two details, but the crowd knows that she is with them. They shut the gate. So these two journalists are left on one side of the gate and she tries to run. She's chased by some men. While she's being chased at some point, a middle-aged, the man lifts his dhoti, exposes himself to her. Uh, she goes into an adjacent gali, where, which is largely Muslim majority, where you have seen eyewitnesses and a group of 15, 20 men and women chase her, catch her, and brutally beat her. Yeah. All the while, she's trying to get to the police station because she's been separated from those two reporters who are on the other side of the gate. Who, finally, the police intervenes and takes them to the police station. She finally finds two other policeman, one who does not do much, the second one intervenes and finally gets her to the same police station. And at this point, after all that has happened, and I must say, look, I have been on the field for 25 years. On three or four occasions, I have been detained from Gujarat to Madhya Pradesh, either by the police and on two occasions by, again, even when they were not in power by RSS people who didn't like the kind of stories we're planning to do. We've come close to many times. The threat again was there was a Muslim with me. How dare he be there? But never have I encountered what happened with our reporter, what I'm describing in terms of the, what literally amounts to assault and sexual harassment. Mm. I think there should be a more serious word for what happened. I have never encountered this. So in some ways, everything in this government fosters from patriarchy, gender, Islamophobia, anti-media, all of it lies at the heart of what this mob is doing. Two reporters who've been doing their job honestly questioning, criticizing police for the last two or three months. At the police station, complaints are written down, taken down in detail. They even get a medical done. The same people who assaulted them have landed up outside the police station. They follow them where the medical is happening, waiting around, posting around with policemen who are doing nothing to intervene. There is no hostility, but there is an aggressive air to this whole pursuit. Finally, the complaint a DDR entry is registered. Till today, there has been no FIR. The police has, in some versions to people, said these people had gone into some communally sensitive area. Hmm. First of all, under law, is there a bar? Has the police announced this was communally sensitive? Is there a section 144? Is there a curfew? That's, I mean, frankly, bullshit. It is the police. And, and, and the journalists go all sorts of places to report the news. All That's the job. Absolutely. The second thing is that as far as this is going on, they have also later said that uh, there has been a cross-complaint from the other side. Now, we have no idea what this cross-complaint is. I presume the cross-complaint is that they have... I, I find it difficult to understand what the cross-complaint... Yeah, what could it be? This. That Did they enter a house? Did they try to rob us? Did they try to break a window? Like, what could the complaint possibly be? They yeah. said some of the women have complained. So you can... There is an inclination of a certain sense, yeah? Hmm. So there is, I think, an attempt to create a narrative here. So two men come on the street with cameras. Supposedly, they commit the crime. In which case, why are you snatching their cameras and taking away their hard drives? Would it not be in the mob's interest to actually see what is there? Hmm. Why are they assaulting them? I mean, I'm just even going by the stupidity of the police's logic, but I'm pointing out that this is an absurdity. We haven't seen the police behave in this manner with journalism, in my experience anywhere in such a context, with the gravity of charges which are cognizable offenses under the law, 
there is no choice with the police and FIR had to be registered. And it has it been registered now or are we still without an FIR? No, there is no FIR. No, okay. Okay. In fact, the DCP Northeast Delhi tweeted yesterday that some journalists were taking photographs and interviews in a commonly sensitive area to which local people objected. Now look at the language. Local people did not object. Local people beat them up, hmm. harassed a girl, chased them. Whereas journalists like Hartosh said, we've been on the field, we're used to people objecting, we're used to people getting angry, you know, asking us to leave and we all know how to handle this. And in this case, one of the reporters was handling it in the way that he could saying that, okay, you take my drive, you know, you take the photographs that we've clicked. But this is beyond objection to the presence of journalists. This is harassment, it's physical abuse. But I think the Delhi police has reached a level where their credibility yeah. is so shit, you know, that, I mean, I I don't know whether it has anything to do with how they've behaved in the last few months or years. You, you must also take this fact that this is a police that is reporting directly to the LG and through the LG, directly to Amit Shah himself. Right. And in most cases where serious questions of media freedom are involved, you would assume that the Home Minister is well aware of it and would be on the ball. In this case, that makes us more apprehensive rather than hopeful in any case of law being carried out in some senses. Hmm. And going by uh, my past experience, I think the police is building up the narrative. Police exactly. Is, uh, for the, the, the mob. It's clear. For the mob, the, exactly. The police here is playing the advisory role, hmm. you know, to this mob, that you counter complaint file kar do aur hum ye is kisam ke tweets ha. like what the hell does ha. this even mean i, I think and, i mean in fact uh, one of the guys told our reporters also that they're also to be blamed why did they go to this area are i mean why why would they not go to this area hmm. no, i job think i think we've reached a stage where the delhi police's credibility i mean the incident i was wanted to talk about i don't know if it's connected or not but just a couple of days ago near my colony there's a park it's basically somnath park named after paramveer chakra so there was some guys who were walking around there. And these are not very affluent people or not any retired generals or anything. They were just some people from nearby the colonies in Arkepuram, which are, you know, lower income. There's some bastis and all over there. And this cop said, Yaan, kyu rahe ho? this is a public park. I mean, you know, who says I can't tell here? That's yeah. what it's for. Yeah. So he, this cop went and slapped that guy. That guy created such a shindi that how dare you touch me? Who the fuck do you think you are? And I was very impressed that he did not let it go. And he's not some bade bap ki bigdi aulad who has the privilege of being able to shout at a cop. This guy was like, but I said, this is a sign of how much what people think of cops today. Because if you're a goon, then the best way to deal with you is also try to be a goon, right? Like, what do people have to lose then? <laughs> because I mean, I, I don't recall someone bloody taking on a cop right there and a crowd gathering. And when the crowd gathered, they also, there was an old woman there. She actually works in our colony as a, as a maid. She's from, uh, there's a Tamilian colony. She said, I saw it first. You killed it before. Why did you kill it? So the cop was on the defense. I was like, good man. And in this case, the cops had arrived at the, I mean, they were there for at least half an hour, at least what we were told. And they were just watching this happen. And now imagine what the residents there must be going through. These are journalists who can get beaten up and get no recourse. So imagine the Muslim residents who are staying there, mm, who anyway, I mean, the cops, we know that from reporting of Delhi riots that cops joined in, in many cases, they pelted stones, they joined mm. the Hindu mob. We've seen those on video. So imagine what residents going there are going through. So so what are your, staying there what, are what are the future options, Haritosh? I mean, you, we can't force them to file an FIR, right? I mean, well, I, I can't be. I mean, I think press bodies should at least come together and go to the police station and say, boss, this has happened because... Are they or, giving or, any or, reason or, or for why they're ask, not registering the You FIR? can ask the court to file the... What, what, what do you think is would be an appropriate forward... Look, there are legal remedies. There's a whole procedure in some cases in terms of what can be done and not done. But, you know, those procedures have been built for 
what seem like ordinary times the expectation here is that this is a procedure that is loaded against the delivery of justice mm, yeah. right and uh, yes so we will as necessary take steps to move whatever body that is required the next courts of 156 to go to the high court as per the mm. fir pursue this where it goes and that is one side of it of course as far as you said journalistic bodies the unions the press club etc have spoken but it has fully taken police 36 hours it has taken the editors guild 36 hours not to issue a statement yeah right i mean i don't know how they ever meet a deadline these editors starting from shekhar gupta down <laughs> in, in a body like editors guild and what they are there for and the yeah. thing is it is not our job to canvass or ask for support we are doing journalistic duty it is for others to see that this is part of a professional problem it is not our problem or right. what yeah, yeah exactly anyone could second thing what we have to do is quite honestly keep doing the work we are doing in as persistent and as stubborn a manner as honestly as possible to keep writing on what happened in delhi and in every other place yeah that is the only answer that is what these guys want us to stop Hmm. this is what we are assaulting exactly and that is something that we shouldn't stop so in fact i mean some fantastic reports coming out of caravan and uh, i think even we have decided raman sir said that for the next year we are Absolutely just going to do well every report every fir has to be taken to its logical conclusion mm. so by the way we and, guys um, uh, sorry sorry manisha i just want to add in mm. fact ayush was telling me that uh, i was asking them like did they know that these guys are from caravan did they read the report like what, what was this I know what what explains so the angle. I told you they they looked at the ID card. ID card. They yeah, were yeah. hostile to any media attention because, yeah, yeah. as I said, yeah. this whole anti-national media idea has been built by this government. No, no, exactly. Case. That's what Ayush told me. But then he also told me that uh, he knows for sure that at least the news laundry Hindi stories have been circulated there, hmm. and you know they do feel a little. They the, the crowd is hostile when they hear that they're from news laundry because they've read the Hindi stories and they feel that the stories are you know they they don't. But in this case, I think what really played the trick. I mean, his name. Was the ID card? His, his name. I think the Muslim. Muslim the fact that he's Muslim. Muslim. I mean, Prabhji told uh, us that uh, they didn't assault me uh, and they yeah, didn't I attack me. They hit him because the moment they saw his I ID. Think, I think so, that's. So that's cool. my point. They were aggressive. They were yeah. aggressive against the ID of reporters. They exactly. were aggressive yeah. against. I think at least I'm presuming some of them would have because there have been some reports that have got circulated even in Hindi, mm-hmm. and there has been a persistence. They would have been aware that would have added to it. But yes, exactly. What finally triggered out the violence and what followed is the very possibility of mm-hmm. a Muslim report. Report. Yeah. So they're reducing, stripping everything down to identity. You are not a journalist. You are mm-hmm. nothing. If you are a Muslim, you are meant to be beaten. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are doing, mm. and how dare you be here. I really wonder how this playing out in the forge, man. It would be interesting to see, or even in the police force. Maybe that's a story to be done. Police force. I mean, there is. A pro- I told you. I think the other day mm. when Modi came into power, mm. and my friend, who's DG rank mm. officer, his batchmate. Are telling in the group WhatsApp group now Modi is going to teach you guys lesson. हाँ जी कैसा लग रहा है आपको? So yeah, so he's a, he's a he's a DG so they were they were just teasing him you know he's a, he's a Muslim and DG. I think rank. this is going to permeate every profession but yeah like like Hartosh said sorry go ahead. Uh, Hartosh I just wanted to ask so the like we've been talking about diversity in media in politics everywhere else sure. the whole idea of diversity is that marginalized communities who don't get their voices out people from those yeah. communities come and they tell their own stories so here you have a muslim reporter is being beaten up because he's a muslim now you have a dalit reporter he'll be beaten up similarly like so forth so on and so forth what does this mean for journalism in in a country like this where like most of the communities are marginalized 
So if you don't have people from those communities telling those stories, and it's like people from other communities telling their stories, which is usually the upper caste Hindu communities. So what does that mean for like the discourse in this country, for journalism in this con- country, and eventually, ov- obviously, democracy in this country? So look, part of this assault is directed at that. First of all, that discrepancy or that discrimination is usually, as you guys have documented, as we follow consistently in Caravan, is that in any case, through recruitment, hiring, everything, there is a huge disparity. The dis- diversity of the country is not represented in any newsroom anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when you have diversity, they are trying to beat it out of the system. I mean, literally, that is what is happening. You know, I mean, we become such an odd newsroom because we have consciously paid attention to diversity. Mm. It, it is not out of design, but the fact is that the reporters were there. There was a Muslim. There is a Sikh. They make great light of the fact that we know our executive editor, who's put together caravan, is a Christian. I am, in their case, a Khalistani. All these things, in any case, go bothering them to that level that this is a persistent anti-Hindu plot, as if reportage in itself, and this is what Modi keeps saying, is anti-national. As if telling the truth and basing your work on actually all the foundations of journalism, which they can't question because we are putting it up for scrutiny day after day. They can take us to court. They can do various things. We've written about the Delhi police. The Delhi police everyday issues, strange rejoinders to our stories. Mm. When we ask them for versions, they are not willing to speak. The same police station where they have been charged with sexual assault has issued a press note clearing themselves, we are not guilty. I mean, the very idea of justice process in that I wandered a little away from diversity, but yes, that is a huge issue that one, you rarely have diversity and when you have diversity, there is this attempt to get it out of the system. So um, do follow Caravan's coverage of this, which is amazing. I'd just like to thank all those NLCNA members who have contributed to our NLCNA project on the Delhi riots. We've already got, so what, five reports out? Oh, four, and, five, four. And we will have dozens more. We are just going to focus two reporters on this. So thank you for contributing. We have another NLCNA project on custodial deaths up. Do contribute to that. In fact, I think it's almost stopped up. We've had two, mm. like 10, I think we've almost stopped it up. Thank you. We'll have another SENA project. And also do contribute to Caravan. They are also a subscription-driven enterprise. Because like we say, when the public pays, the public is served. You can go to caravan.com. And is it, it's .com, right? I haven't done a dot. Caravanindia.com, but that's okay. It's easy to find. Just Google and reach and they'll get the subscription thing. It's right. The more organizations people have to understand, diversity outside is also important. If there are just one or two organizations doing this kind of work, they become that much more vulnerable. So more organizations doing the work, three organizations doing the work on the Delhi violence, are far better than only one organization doing it. We need to spread that support among various places which are doing the kind of work journalism needs. Right. Okay, before we move on to the next subject, just want to mention, uh, you were right, Manisha, I was wrong. Mm. Tirupati is not closed. So it is despite 743 staff members testing COVID positive, Tirupati is not closed. And uh, YV Subbareddy, who is the chairman of the TTD, which I'm guessing is the Tirupati... The board. Whatever. Uh, He is quoted... (laughs) I think you were going to complete that without knowing. I was was waiting to hear what you'll say. Is it the same Subbaradi who was the RBI governor? I don't know. I don't think so. I hope not, yeah. No, no, I don't think so. So he says... So he's been quoted as saying, it's not just in Tirupati, cases on the rise all over Andhra. Our devotees believe that if they come and have darshan of Lord, Bal- Lord Balaji, it will all be fine. We respect their wishes. Oh, God. Lord Balaji is there to take care of us. He will guide us through this crisis like he always did, unquote. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a that majority gets away with. Can you imagine a <laughs> Can Maulana you imagine saying this? If a Maulana Can you imagine 
any mosque no, ka even if this uh, what's the gentleman's name from ramjan bhumi who's just been tested positive the head priest nitya gopal das had nitya gopal been maybe abdul hamid he would have been accused of being a isis trained yeah. corona bomb that he actually <laughs> had got corona then he got close to the pm as and it, he would be booked yes. and not just as a joke he would be booked for assassination yes. yeah yeah cuz our police would go that far yes that's yes. the world we live in right now yes. just you saying. must remember and it is spreading i mean obviously we know this this is what had happening with muslims uh, the, when the anandpur saab gathering had taken place similar remarks were passed about the sikh clergy which is only fair i think they deserve it for getting people gathered at such a point of time but somehow the vast majority of this country the vast majority of religious leaders who happen to be hindu are particularly immune and are allowed to get away with the kind yeah. of nonsense nobody else will be allowed yeah exactly I I can't imagine anyone saying this and getting away with it mm. without at least like dozens of prime time shows depicting him as like some sort of a devil or corona right. bomb. So we also now would just like to discuss what happened in Bangalore. I'll give you a bit of a context of that. Basically three people were killed in police firing and uh, reports say 60 police personnel have been injured and the video from that is the, there was a huge mob that gathered uh, outside this Congress MLA's house. In fact they set it on fire I believe. Oh. and this congress mla also is dalit and his nephew had posted on facebook something about the prophet i guess the post is deleted now mm. but it was something that was derogatory about the prophet or i think it was does anyone know what the post what the innuendo suggestion was uh, it's the standard right wing thing how prophet mohammed uh, you know married, married a child, a child, child, child yeah, or something child molester and all that nonsense so it was along those lines a huge crowd gathered and of course it led to violence and now uh, there have been some arrests made and this has given a lot of ammunition to the hindu right to say and memes have gone around that you can crack a joke on shivaji not shivaji as in shivji you can crack a joke nothing will happen you crack a joke on christianity you will go to court what happened to aib and you crack a joke on the prophet and this is what will happen and and you know i'm just going to go on to uh, this one's uh, article on this yogendras which i found extremely shallow and not not smart which i said last week and we've got a few mails this time that have disagreed with me and we'll talk about that but the whole thing about the prophet insult and it becoming this violent this thing have we normalized things to an extent where it was just okay to to say that any insult on the prophet will lead to a violent like shit storm like what happened in the jeez what was that french this thing yeah charlie hebdo charlie hebdo i mean that was yeah, a no, no, bit what, more extreme what happened at that time was there was an sp ka samajwadi party ka there was some minister who had said that i'll offer 11 lakh for the uh-huh. head of someone who is a cartoonist and that guy continued to be in power now i i don't know whether what the coverage was is there any metric to draw the equivalence but when something like this happens and a sitting minister i think it was a minister for state and up for something or the other that yeah. guy and he says something like this i mean is the shitstorm there less than what it is if the hindu right reacts the same way i mean i i'm just trying to figure out is is that the case Manisha Miraj Raman and after that we'll go to Hartosh I didn't really get your question like the question is that at that time a sitting minister when he said that I'd take 11 lakhs or 51 lakhs of anyone who gets the head of whoever's made this cartoon was the shitstorm of the media which you know calls out the hindu right well now of course they don't but the few who do like us for example mm-hmm. is it a fair criticism that the shitstorm we create against someone like him is less or not non non existent I think there was a lot of shitstorm on Bangalore I think people rightfully uh, No now uh, now there is yeah. but what I'm saying is historically Historically I don't think so 
I think, I mean, yeah, of course, there've been, you know, like you've had uh, people bow down to these sentiments. For example, I mean, Jaipur Lit Fest itself that refused to, uh, you know, get him. Uh, Taslima Nasreen also famously suffered because of that. So there has been, I mean, there have been political fractions that have appeased it. But in the current context of majority in India, I don't think it's relevant so much to look back at the past because today you you cannot crack a joke on Krishna or Ram in this in similar vein. This was him basically saying that Prophet is a rapist. If you say that about Krishna or Ram, I think you would be in jail. Hmm. In this case, the mob went crazy because he wasn't jailed in time. Hmm. I'm against all jailing or whatever for derogatory posts, but I, I don't think it's true that you could say this about Hindu gods and get away. We had a case in Hindustan Times recently where this uh, young reporter said something similar about Krishna. She said he's a Eve teaser or a sexual harasser, and she was fired. And there was a huge social media backlash against her. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but that of was course, but traditionally, no. blasphemy laws have been stronger in Islam, and worldwide, we've seen there's been more of a backlash. Yeah, but that is in Islamic countries. Yeah, We're not in Islamic country. What I'm trying to say is, for example, like Shahid Siddiqui, when something like this happens, he often hedges his criticism. He says, "You should not say that about." the prophet you should not say this about but he is not seen as the hindu equivalent the muslim equivalent of say a yogi whereas like yogi saying that i will not go for the groundbreaking of mm-hmm. the masjid which is shocking hmm. and i don't see shahid siddiqui as an extreme voice but some of his statements in the past when someone has made fun of the prophet or something rather than side with a certain order he does side with the outraged but he's not called a he he he's not considered he's a far liberal. right But He's okay. still considered a liberal Muslim. If we just look at India, also, if we if we look at the same case and make it like someone saying something about Hindus, hmm. even the most progressive of Hindu voices will also say, but it's not okay to crack jokes like this I'm about so gods. Sure. I, think Tharo, I don't think so. Tharthosh? I don't think anyone will. People will have that, but they'll say, "Oh, it's not fair. Oh. Don't resort to violence, but do not, you know, hurt hmm. sentiments of hmm. people." Think Abhinandan. Let's look at the context. We moved from an age. whether i agreed with that or not i am on the side of actually you know my views on religious blasphemy of all sort is that really i couldn't care less i think people be allowed to express but we were a society because you negotiate multicultural societies negotiate outside the law ways in which you coexist yeah which is that you know beef i will not go out of my way to eat beef in a way that will provoke my neighbor this is not today it was always the case i've grown up with that i like my beef but that doesn't mean i will do it in a way that is provocative i will not speak about the prophet because i know that it hurts sentiments in certain ways I, it, really there is no necessity for me to do so yeah this was part of where we were now in the current climate there is a hardening of positions across all religions and obviously minorities are that much more insecure in their identity today they will react and it is not particular we make so much of blasphemy in islam let us pay attention to indic traditions what happened with the sacrilege of the guru granth sahib in punjab mobs violence burning we forget that right you try cracking a joke abhinandan on this program anywhere about sikh figures gurus you will see the backlash will be more virulent than anything you can imagine in things are at that place that nature that is where we reached as a society and you're saying so that is second, a new and you're saying that's a new thing it wasn't like that earlier well people would not this need to go out publicly on facebook and put out some great liberalism of yours by cursing the prophet or making these issues these are deliberate provocations i what i think under the law should be defensible are also part of our public climate where there are problems because of these yeah but we've reached a point where these are not arguments about fate debates 
of reason of you know whether we should be allowed to say this or that those were meant to provoke now that the provocation happened in that way is absolutely incorrect it shouldn't happen that way but we are in the current situation where we will get these flash points is easy to set them off for example we keep saying that there is something particular about blasphemy in islam what have we seen about cow slaughter in this country hmm. yeah i mean the, the idea of a one piece of flesh which is probably goat meat most of the time leads to the lynching of a person where is the equivalent of that in any other religion what happens and this you saw it in jamia student process you see in bangalore so when you have muslim mobs coming out on the streets where they should never have been in the first place the police is very willing to act three people yeah, die i think that firing. is a big difference when I, is the I, last time you saw a hindu mob being fired upon and three people killed when there is similar reactions happening this huge discrimination when there are hindu students even hindu liberal students protesting the police acts in very different manners from they are no, from jammu or the police, majority areas i think the way the police there is responds imbalance in how we are dealing with issues and we are looking at this one particular community to hang all our problems from the problem starts from the very top in terms of what ideologically has become embedded in this country in the name of whatever hinduism is i no let mehraj come in because he is you know the one voice who hasn't spoken and and so the whole idea of representation is let him also yeah then manish no, no, i can come in after that i i agree completely with hartosh so this this mm. problem this is one big aspect which comes across which is that when the police is responding to say oh, similarly it's hindu different. mob it's it's a very different story mm-hmm. three people have died i mean now the f- first aspect is that violence it's not like justified in any way if you go to the quran there are in quran in the traditions of the prophet there is absolutely no idea of blasphemy the idea of blasphemy in islam is only found in the fiqh which is the legal jurisprudence which is mm. the legal opinions of the scholars and the idea came from the christian theology so in in the quran quran narrates how not just the not just prophet muhammad but prophets before him were cursed were the most wildest of words were used against them and what was the their response what did allah tell them to do say the kind word hmm. don't respond be patient same with the prophet he was But called a magician and everything religious texts people interpret as yeah. they want uh, exactly which is why using that as the logical conclusion will never work exactly so this violence i mean it, there's no justification for it there is no religious justification it political justification it no yes. justification at all for it mm. that's one aspect second aspect is that islamophobia in this country like this anti muslim sentiment has built up so much that like hartosh said these are unnecessary things how does it matter to you what the prophet did like 1500 years ago unless you criticize the theology unless you criticize say what islam says now and how it's affecting your story so you are breaking up these things only to provoke yeah, people it's only to provoke yes. yeah and to insult i mean more than provoke it's to actively say that your god is and this is know. happening in a context so where right there's a political messaging to this it's not just a stand up comic making a joke about this is Jesus. happening in a context where no, it's, it's not even where, a joke it's 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 a crass thing yeah. and it's happening in a context where just like a week ago a temple was started being built on on land which used to be a mosque which was demolished and mm. in the aftermath of which like thousands of people were killed so basically the con- so that insecurity hartosh was talking about it's 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 a, a reaction of Also but, but you know one comes uh, from that one, also i think one place where we kind of fall short of an honest discussion i remember i got a lot of pushback for that article that i wrote supporting bill ma you know where he note he he mentioned the whole thing of there is certain extreme right that what we even call progressive muslims will tolerate where a 
that extreme right progressive christians won't tolerate for example or they they will not hold their punches when criticizing that and he gave several examples in the us i understand the context is very different here is very different but i sometimes i'm dissatisfied with political voices and i get the context today like like you said it's just like one week after this whole groundling which is a dog whistle ki boss ab hamara raj hai jo karna hai kar lo musliman ko ab hindu hmm. you know sadi rithamra has been normalized we shall discuss that also but before this also the, the like like the the push the the cause you no other religion can come to the reform for example hinduism caste system has to be reformed by hindus we have to speak up because if others speak up they'll be bashed up tum kon ho the hamare bolne wale which is going to happen similarly islam also has to be reformed from within islam there sometimes i think our political voices on that even the ones you consider moderate are not progressive enough in my view what do you think uh, hartosh i think the most difficult thing is to stand up against the bigotry and the hatred and the fallacies and the narrowness of the communities and the religion you come from it's far easier to sit on judgment on others and say this is wrong there or this is wrong there and especially at times of stress you know it is far e- more easy today to speak of you know bindrawale was this or that the number of people who would be able to do that in punjab in the late 80s would have been very very minimal yeah, yeah. it took courage that is exactly what i mean that there are certain comparisons did it exist in the past what is the argument from the past that we are trying to draw today we are in today's situation the arguments from the past are always dangerous ayodhya is an argument from the past hmm. are we talking of the past from 20 years or 30 years ago we are in today's situation we should know what is happening today hmm. in that context yeah i agree people should be far harsher on their own community but i do think the comparison because you can't just pick out one facet and compare on a reaction to shahid siddiqui and a reaction to adityanath can be comparable because you have to see the context in which adityanath has operated what he has done the history of a man of violence who has been responsible for many things also so what you're saying it's not by him. it's not just and about that one statement and also maybe the power the statement you know what the import behind that statement coming from a figure of political power is i mean we are very far from the day we will never have the day when shahid siddiqui is going to be chief minister of this country and saying these things <laughs> what is the fear that i will have of a shahid siddiqui and to say that these are comparable intellectual equivalents what does it mean in the absence of the imbalance in the presence of this imbalance of power right no and i think in this case it's also i mean we should note that uh, by the evening there was a crowd of young muslim men who formed a chain and protected a temple so there's in the same area bangalore right so there was immediate uh, and there was immediately leaders from the community coming up and saying that okay please don't you know uh, no i think there so are I enough think, voices amongst us i think it's political voices no, that are no i'm talking about voices there local in bangalore like local leaders Achha, there, they were, they were yeah yeah local leaders came okay. up and said like don't resort to violence local young muslim boys came and formed a chain to protect a temple that was around there so that you know arsonists don't sort of hmm. attack the temple so there's been i mean within the community in bangalore there's been a lot of calming of nerves saying that, okay you can't i wonder if tejasvi surya is going to use this for and and he'll, i don't think a similar thing would have happened if it was hindu it this is involved hindu leaders you would have had the chief minister come there and rally and said ki that's know. true not today so, I, i mean although i not today maybe 10 years ago i would have said but today no hindu leader will also come forward you're right like for example look at everyone from priyanka gandhi to rahul gandhi is congratulating everyone for the building of the no i'm saying no. that if this was a case of someone upsetting hindu sentiments yeah, that's what i'm saying hindu leaders would have come and exacerbated the yeah, situation yeah that, that's what i'm saying even mm. we are in a context where rahul and priyanka are congratulating whoever yeah, yeah, for yeah. the 
temple building right no, there is i think let's face it there is an institutionalized violence against minorities. muslims muslims okay. not minorities muslims specifically specifically hmm. this is happening so the the in the name of nationalism and and i think this religious identities i mean have also um, this majoritarian nationalism is includes all the religions except muslims hmm. so this is what is happening i think this is the and also what you said about uh, reform hmm. like within islamic tradition all over the world not just in india there have been there are happening right now and there have been since the beginning so many movements so many scholarly sort of maktab the schools hmm. which have tried to like reinterpret and reinterpret the traditions and the quran and the extremism that has seeped in over the last like 70 80 years rid it of it i mean isis for example it was defeated by the muslims mm. the forces that are railing against say taliban and the other extremists they're muslims themselves and there are like say the there's the farahi school there's the what's the, i forgot the name of the egyptian school mm. that are protesting against it that are going back against this there's a current back. of extremism so that is happening within the community also i mean triple talaq in india it was muslim women who went and petitioned Hmm. not just muslim women muslim scholars also yeah. i mean because they pointed I mean, out I, how this was again all the it's a, it's, a, to... it's a longer discussion yeah. i mean i i do believe it's not that it's, simplistic i get no, where also, you're coming from no also i think it, i mean like most other things it boils down to money i think there is something to be said that saudi is so rich uh, i think if the economic balance was different maybe the the reform voices would have been louder than some of the wahhabi voices for example it it could have been i think there's a huge economic reason but that's a much and the so- saudi reason. project for example the wahhabi project it's not a religious project it's a political project right, exactly and and it and economics has a lot to do with it exactly so i think that's a little more complicated but um i'll just move on to the next uh, thing that we'll discuss uh, which is going to be uh, kamla harris actually i want to briefly discuss her uh because it has left many of the trump modi bhakts confused in america no, aap kya kar rahe hain i'm seeing i mean i i will dare not read it but i'm seeing a lot of these pieces one by jaggi that says that dear indians kamla harris is not indian she is one by that professor so why, why is the indian right so upset I'll with her you. can you fact, please explain yes, because, because of, i haven't followed you this. have to see some of her statements about kashmir uh, in the recent past but uh, before i do that i just had a couple of emails to read and before the emails i'm going to tell you guys uh, the nlsna project which is almost topped up now i think 2 lakh 10 do please top it up it's on uh, you know triggered by the p jairaj and his son benix brutal murder in tamil nadu tamil nadu sorry before i'm again chastised for mispronouncing this so we are going to be doing a report on such custodial deaths not just from tamil nadu but from other parts of the country as well and this has an important political aspect it is a you know a human story as well and it is a political story as well so do go to newslaundry.com go to the nl sena page go to the subscribe button and do contribute to the sena and by the way we have some fantastic merchandise for sena members so sena members will be sent that merchandise uh, do check out our social media handles we will be unveiling those products very soon so just a couple of emails and then we will move on to this kamla harris thing this is from mahendra he says dnl team i want to see more interviews of the i agree variety anything coming soon can you do an i agree with yogi ditya i'd love to mahendra i doubt yogi ji will give me an interview but we shall continue to try the i agree format only works when i'm actually with the person the physical proximity is very important of the i agree format but we'll try to do some more interviews uh, but this covid lockdown uh, this social distancing has really shafted the interview process because interview has a lot to do with like the kind of dynamic you have physically 
Then Mithila, Mithila says, Hi peeps, I've been following up on the topic of safetyism a lot more and there have been several upgrades in my understanding of the same since I mailed you guys last hafta. I was more on the snowflake. She's put this in inverted commas. No intention of demeaning anyone. I was more on the snowflake side of the narrative before and supported safetyism solely because I thought it was a way to prevent foreseeable attacks on mental health and emotional security. But now after obsessing over this stuff for a week and reading all sorts of narratives, I think we as a society will be better off without safetyism. While I think mental health and emotional security must be prioritized in this lonely and constantly expanding world, one must also consider that subcultures like safetyism are a threat to freedom of expression in major life-altering ways. I have a Brahmastra kind of example to prove this and I hope I cause a lot of listeners to rethink their view on this. So here it goes. Imagine the predicament will be if safetyism becomes prevalent and legit and our honours, Honourable Prime Minister could opt out of an unbiased interview because by saying he doesn't feel safe around Ravish or Karan <laughs> and we all would have to live with it. I think that is what he feels though. <laughs> there is a lot of negative consequences to safetyism as opposed to some constructive changes which basically means that there are far more exceptions in it for them to be considered exceptions. And there is a very narrow space or rather no space at all for modifications. So I am with Abhinandan on this one and I take back calling his views basic. In the last hafta, a person named Sahil said a lot of things which were twisted and somewhat out of context. Yet I'd find it interesting and address all that stuff in a debate with him or with anyone whose views resonate with his. Best Mithila. Great. So our wonderful producer Aditya will just make a note Mithila. And if you can get Mithila and Sahil on an NL versus NL, uh, because the whole idea of NL versus NL debates is our subscribers can debate with each other so that we can once again teach news professionals as news consumers that this is what a debate is. We can both be, you know, friendly and yet disagree on something and debate. And then this other email is from Rahul Pradhan. I'm a subscriber for the last few years and absolutely look forward to the weekly hafta. I usually listen to the hafta and other news laundry podcasts when I'm running, walking. So I believe you have contributed to my health. Are vaat, thank you. That that I am, means a lot because I definitely think everyone should exercise. Each panel member on the Hafta brings in a different perspective to discussions and there have been times that I have changed my opinion about a topic midway in between Hafta. I enjoy listening to Anand Vardhan the most. While I may not agree with his view, he brings a feeling of rationality and an almost professor-like quality when airing his opinions. I'm a big fan of the other side. By that, I mean I'm always keen to understand the other side of any discussion. That's really nice. Yeah, that's that's and that's very rare. It's a, yeah. it's a very great quality. We need more like you. And then Rahul goes on to say, for this very reason, I subscribe to two news sites, in my opinion, are far from each other's philosophy as short shock and cheese. That is News Laundry and Swaraj. Independent media is absolutely critical to the well-being of any democracy. And I laud News Laundry for sticking to this principle. When the public pays, the public is served. I will always support independent media. And I hope that you continue to churn out the amazing reports, videos that I'm so fond of. All the best to News Laundry. Regards, Rahul Pradhan. Thank you, Rahul. I just had one little thing. That I, I don't mean to be petty and I really value your su subscription. And, you know, I myself have been a huge enthusiast of Swaraj when it was launched. In fact, we had the founder on a hafta when they had just launched saying there's such a good idea to relaunch it. But I don't think News Laundry and Swaraj are the same. Our different sides of the same coin. Swaraj started off with promise and many of the people there have told me how they have been disillusioned with what it has become. So while ideologically we may be different, I still, I still do hope that a news platform gives accurate news. Opinion can be anything. And in the last few months, in fact, I don't know whether we have carried pieces on it. We have. Swaraj has put out three outright fake news. Like one is that 
in the verb chapak the muslim character was changed to hindu character mm. then they put out some other fake news so i'm not sure they spend money well they don't really care about the accuracy of the reporting while it, we definitely would like a you know large a wide variety of opinions i don't think facts should be compromised based on your ideology so on that i think swaraj has not lived up to the promise that it started off with which is why i think while there is such a huge hindu following in the country their journalism is not something i respect anymore while jaggi used to be a friend i think they've completely and i think there's a thing of the hindu right unless you go full retard you will not be accepted and th- that's what they've done their news are more into the uh, you know campaign mode yeah it's ah. it's they don't do news yeah, anymore they that's, don't news that, so anyway i don't rahul that's fine you should spend your money as you deem fit but as a news professional i just thought i should just mention this in fact i mean if you want conservative voices i think mainstream media and outlets have better conservative voices on issues no, than swaraj the but then that doesn't swaraj doesn't the even have i mean it, it doesn't even have legitimate conservative voices yeah, but you it. have to defeat the model I, i i do think if we are saying pay to keep news free we should support independent media outfits no matter where they are from but they should at least give accurate news that's mm. the only thing so um okay let's just move on um quickly i'll just go on to who is kamala harris well she is a second generation american her mother was tamil and her father was jamaican apparently her mother brought her up as a single mother single parent and the la times wrote in october 2019 that she seldom delves into her indian heritage reflecting a broader reticence to share personal stories beyond a handful of well worn anecdotes and if you see some of her videos that have come up now it's all about her mother my mother was a woman of color so while she's talking a lot about her mother who was indian she's not talking about that much about her father who is jamaican and uh, many of the Hind- from the hindu right in india like jaggi like manisha said are warning indians from celebrating her because she cares about human rights kashmiri lives and all that things which we don't like to care about so that's the context so uh, hartosh has to leave he's with us for only another 10 15 minutes hartosh what do you make of her from a india point of view and how do you think will this confuse the trump modi lovers in in nri in in new jersey etc no no i mean so the, there is a certain degree of split personality in a lot of nri is already there are a lot of people who have no problems reconciling their support for democrats with the modi in india i mean it's a mental balance that's difficult to figure out but it is very common in the us basically in that context there is also strong right wing support among the nris for trump and what is happening uh, those people will now increasingly for them now indian origin is meaningless they their definition of what indian is becoming defined by what is hindutva's interest so in that sense they already will not see kamala harris in india this full one this pride on people being of indian origin which sort of misplaced services now has been restricted only to the right kind of indian so in that sense for a lot of them kamala harris will be one of those uh, people who are using an indian identity for diversity but are actually acting against indian interest because of course india doesn't care about human rights panel your views on this and uh, before we move on i know we have a very large number of nri subscribers and i've met many of you guys and i've come for the conferences to new york and boston so it'd be great if some of you send us pieces that we can carry on this because uh, you know i'm sure you guys would have an opinion on this uh, you guys discuss the hindu right and its representation there in the us while she talks a lot more about her mother than her father yet the identity that is politically significant for the democrats is her father's ancestry and not her mother's because that is a bigger vote 
but mehraj what 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 do you make of kamla harris i i mean as a as a person as a leader i mean she has just made history right so to reduce her to this base identity i mean this is the pr- problem of the identity politics to reduce her an accomplished woman like her who has just made history to whether she is indian or not is like really doing or a disservice <laughs> and de- doing disservice to her but that said the discussion should be about what she brings to the table hmm. and what she brings to the table is her record as attorney general of the of california as a senator and from what i have read obviously i, I can only say from what i have read her record in california is atrocious i mean she went after black families locked them up she even mulled a proposal to lock parents up if their children skipped school she locked up people for doing like soft drugs like marijuana mm. and stuff while she was doing the drugs herself and that was like she was taken to cleaners uh, during one of the primary debates by uh, tulsi gabbard for that mm. so what does she bring to the table and she is like a fervent supporter of the zionists the israelis and everybody else she has spoken something about kashmir but she hasn't spoken something about that her healthcare plan when she the initial healthcare plan she supported the bernie sanders healthcare plan then she moved away from that her support for the wall street those are the things that materially affect you not just in america i mean because i mean for good or for bad Dave, yeah. what happens there affects all of us sure. so that is the things you should be concentrating on and debating yeah in fact she that's what a lot and of the commentary aspect is because i mean from what i have seen a biden from what i have read i mean it doesn't look like even if he becomes president he'll survive the entire term and i mean Dude. his, <laughs> his men- no no not physically his mental like ah, he seems a bit loopy he's like really really hmm. gone and this and that person- hasn't stopped trump <laughs> yes no but i mean he's really seems like he has hmm. some these things issues he's slowed or whatever and this person will really be like running the administration hmm. so in fact some of the commentary did say that she was brought on to appease the center and center right vote base and she's not from the lefter fraction of the democratic party so her job is actually to appeal to the slightly right or center right voices and but yeah i agree like at least for the democrats uh, joe biden has just been so uninspiring so maybe kamala harris was at least will bring some vigor into their campaign some for whatever energy. it's worth because democrats for yeah. like and also the fact that in decades, case biden wins hmm. i mean she could be the next yeah. presidential candidate right yeah and that's what ah uh, and and this reflects having a change in politics change uh, you know in america that an indian uh, born uh, not not i mean origin origin indian origin hartosh any more comments on this and then you can give us your recommendations and carry on i know you have a busy day ahead of you my point was simple obviously from an american point of view how we analyze kamla harris is very different what i said is how this whole indian origin bandwagon looks at kamla harris mm. that has shifted considerably from the past in terms of how we would look at people with any element of indian origin in them of course as a candidate i mean i think yes in the totality of a record you will find problems but you must look at the kind of space that american politics now occupies in that she is considerably a more acceptable character than almost anybody else in the race as a major figure and i think that is what we have to live with in today's world unfortunately there are no clear absolute choices available and she does represent a certain kind of diversity a world view which is more palpable than even bidens in some sense right and uh, before you carry on can you give us your recommendations for the week look uh, i have uh, one or two three recommendations which is the one magazine i would recommend so take it away from 
politics to a different domain is that I think some of the best detailed long-form writing in science which looks at both mathematics, biology, recent developments is a magazine called Quanta. And I would recommend that very, very strongly. It is a brilliant place. It's the one place where I've seen advances in mathematics happening right now, built in long essays, done in a way that is comprehensible from biology to physics. Every, uh, I think it's a very admirable piece of journalism, so I recommend that strongly. So many different pieces, just journalistically, which I will mention. One is our own reporters. She had done it in July, and their action has been taken, tying up with some of the themes, which was to do with the a uh, eight-year or nine-year-old Dalit girl who was charged with sacrilege of the Guru Granth Sahib in Punjab. This was in July by Jatinder Thor. And then the case has been withdrawn after Jatinder reported on her. But this is the point we've got with religion where an eight- or nine-year-old feeling the Granth Sahib on some basis of some AP video where a corner of a little piece may have been done was actually charged under sacrilege and FIR was filed right. on an eight-year, nine-year-old Dalit girl. One well, recent piece I read in Wire by Santoshi Martam, which is, uh, she's of, uh, gone from Bastar, if I'm not mistaken, of growing up in and going to school in an RK mission, Ramakrishna mission school. How that has cut her off from the roots, the imperialism of Hindi, the denigration of the culture of the people who were studying there, from Malvis to Bones to various other Adivasi communities. The proselytizing sense, the clear realization of how much damage this kind of Hindi imperialism has done to the huge vast communities. They own themselves a million, a number in 15 to 20 million in this country. It's not a small population. They don't have a state. They have a language of their own which is being killed because of these kinds of things. This has gone for decades and that piece is particularly moving in how she writes about her own experience of going back and actually telling her own parents that their culture is backward, elitism, rakshasism. Because this is what she learned. Okay, thanks, Hartosh. Uh, have a good week. Good luck with your uh, reporters and uh, continue your fantastic reportage. Uh, those of our subscribers who want to support independent media may I also recommend Caravan Magazine. Do check it out. And uh, see you next time. And now, uh, for this appearance, you will be paid. So, it's not in retrospective. It's, it's not an SC judgment. <laughs> thanks, Hartosh. Bye. And I repeat, we have a really cool Sabki Dhulai soap set which is a jasmine soap, which is white, an orange soap, which is as close to saffron as a soap gets, and we have a green soap. I think it's a lemongrass or a neem soap. So it's a beautiful package with the Sapki Dhulai soap set only for our guests and subscribers for the month of um, Independence Month. And we have a lot of other really cool merch coming out, and you shall see it on our Insta and our social media picture accounts handles so yeah but i repeat it is only going to be available to subscribers and we shall tell you how it will be available do check out our social media handles for that now manisha you wanted to talk about daughters have equal rights of the hindu property i didn't want to talk about it actually i was just happy that that's happened oh, I see. nothing to talk so about it's a great it's a great progressive nothing. judgment and to apply it retrospectively is excellent all women claim your land back right <laughs> claim it back and if someone wants to leave me some land, feel free because I don't own any land or home or asset. The only assets I have are news laundry shares. Which You're such a bad Punjabi. All Punjabis I know are involved in a court case on land with fighting with family. <laughs> no, I, I wish I had Come my Come on, way, I'm a Punjabi. I am I'm not... All, all I know are in, involved in and 20-20 years ki legal battle with your family over this land, that land. So you I guys are clearly really not... Uh, I think all not my chachas went, like all good Punjabis, went to either Toronto 
Anup Birmingham. So all my chachas are there. My dad joined the army. And then he didn't need any... So a property in Batala was given to some Sai Baba Trust or something or the other. I have How never... sad. So I have no idea. So I have no no property. So please make news laundry valuable so I have a home to buy when I'm retired and I'm not living on rent. <laughs> so, but um, I'd like to talk about Pranam Mukherjee's condition and journalists wanting to break news even while they pay low gyan about other stuff. Are you being coy? It's not journalists, it's just Rajdeep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll come to that. And of course, we have to discuss the period leave bit. Yeah, uh, Before that, there is this email from Karthik Punuru. Hi, Nel team. It's, I've been a long-time subscriber since 2015 and I've always loved your work, especially Hafta has had a huge impact on my thought process after being a regular listener over a period of time. So much so that I instinctively picture what Abhinandan or Manisha would say when I react to and make sense of any contemporary issue. I thought of writing to you guys many times in the past about topics that caught my interest, but the letters that you read in Hafta are of such high quality that I felt insecure to write to you guys. Hey, come on, Karthik, surely not. I'm currently writing after listening to episode 288 where Abhinandan compares the public reaction in 1992 versus 2020 and used it as a yardstick to judge how far we've come or gone in terms of being secular nation. While I generally agree with most of the points the panel discussed and share the fear of danger posed by communal politics on the current dispensation, I would like to draw an important distinction that in 1992 people were reacting on the act of destruction of a masjid, while in 2020 it's the construction of a Ram temple. I don't think we can draw any broad conclusion based on the public celebration. My limited point is, given it's been 30 years since the demolition, and as Abhinandan rightly pointed out, it's totally reasonable for general Hindu population to wish for a mandir at the birthplace of Ram. I don't think a vast majority of people are celebrating Hindu assertion nor necessarily condoning it when they cheerfully watch the Bhumi Puja. I feel drawing such premature conclusions may be dangerous because if that becomes a general consensus, no opposition party will seriously attempt to challenge the communalization of discourse in India. It's too early for anybody to concede any defeat over secularism when Modi himself often couches his controversial political decisions in a liberal idiom. For example, banning triple talaq as addressing women's rights issue, abrogation of Article 370 as ensuring equal rights for JNK citizens, etc. Also, I'd like to know the panel's view how much the BJP's increased support from 90% vote share to 38% vote share at national level between 2009 and 2019 is because of voters' rightward ideological shift versus Modi's personality as a self-made leader. I'd guess almost all of his incremental share is Modi's vote and not really BJP's, okay? Uh, also, the recent NRC-CAA nationwide protest indicates India hasn't really rejected secularism. The real, real crisis, I feel, is the dearth of political talent in parties claiming to be secular. BJP, for all its pitfalls, is meritocratic, where Narendra Modi can raise, rise in the, can raise the ranks to become a supreme leader. As Prashant Kishore put in the recent interview to Karan Thapad, Modi developed his phenomenal political skills over 45 years, 15 as a pracharak and 15 as a grassroots organization man and 15 as a CM of a large state. It gives him a unique and massive advantage. Finally, I feel you should have got Anand Vardhan on this episode when you discussed an issue as historic as a Ram temple to provide a counter-narrative. Also, I wonder how the other Anand, which is Ranganathan, reacted to the Ram temple event. As a long-time subscriber, I remember he used to often say on Hafta, the real justice would be to rebuild a mosque at the disputed site brick yeah, by yeah. brick. He said that and I remember Madhu and I saying, what? No. Yeah. Like, what? Surely <laughs> he isn't saying those things when he's on Arnab's show these days, Karthik. <laughs> Karthik, you're right. He definitely is not probably saying that these days. I don't know. I haven't watched him. But just a couple of things. I I agree with you on the meritocracy of the BJP as compared to the others. I, I don't think there is uh, any two ways on that. But I think 
it is i mean i get what you're saying that people are celebrating today because they see a ram temple and they are not necessarily celebrating the destruction of babri masjid but i think the the kind of things yogi is saying the kind of things modi says the dog whistles and also it is telling for new studios because you know as opposed to 7 years ago where i thought news did not have that much of an impact on how people think now because of technology and the penetration of internet and broadcast channels it does have an impact i think i mean the same reason that it's important to demolish those statues you know because the news narrative has kept certain social issues alive because they are relevant because certain communities are still being treated the way they are in fact like the murder of george floyd that set off this whole chain of events day before the 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 security cam was released whatever the cam you know what what the footage cops, the footage, footage footage was released it again became a lead story because news has to give context they can't say acha wo purani ho gayi acha ab babri masjid destruction hai ab sirf hum construction ko celebrate kar rahe hain the two are not connected of course they are connected <laughs> and if news does not do that Mm. Uh, and i think that is very very uh, problematic in fact uh, what on z news sudhir choudhry said that bahut pavan afsaran and all that and saalo saal pehle jo uh, mandir ko gira ke masjid banaya wahan pe ab mandir ban gaya so he completely erased ki beech mein there was, a, there was something else also that happened in the middle but what i do agree with you karthik is that i think this whole thing that secularism has been defeated and all that that i completely yeah, agree with you which is why i completely disagree with yogendra yadav's piece which i called shallow and someone has actually one question that i'll i'll talk about that as well but just on one thing i mean um, whether secularism has been defeated or not these are lofty things to say but change is these you know these little shifting of ground this little Absolutely. this little bit of you know everyone saying okay theek hai ho gaya demolish now move on forget about it now you say jai shri ram i mean these are the chota chota things that keep happening that then lead to a point where you suddenly find yourself in a country that you know doesn't hold and i uh, also it, it I mean, modi i mean fine 45 years of rigorous going through a rigorous training and all but but i mean i will not buy uh, you know a leader who is who is uh, rising in his career through rhetorics through through sure. all kind of propaganda through uh, through false news fake news so 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 i don't know and also like manisha said it doesn't happen overnight like the take the babri masjid for example the destruction didn't happen in 1992 the whole thing started in 1949 when the idols were smuggled in like the supreme court said from there to what nehru did what govind vallabh uh, what was his name the first home minister the chief minister of govind vallabh pant the chief minister of up at the time what he did then after what the bureaucracy did rajiv what the gandhi courts did the lock. then what indira gandhi did rajiv gandhi did narsimha rao did So this was a whole process. It didn't happen overnight. From the smuggling of the idols to the opening of the locks to the destruction and to the building of the Ram Temple, and it ran counter. It ran parallel to another project, which I have been saying again and again was this experiment of making India into a democratic country, a secular democratic republic. That experiment went parallel, and as it degenerated, that experiment started to fail. This happened. This the space quickened. Modi only sort of completed a project that had started right then. So mm-hmm. these changes yeah, like don't happen the all at once. Also, that of course, I mean, there's no other way but reconciliation in this because so much had happened. But what happened on fifth of August was triumphalism. It was one religion saying that you know and this is how it's going to be. And these and I mean, it wasn't a, as far as a hand extended to sort of sort out an issue. Yeah. So and we hmm. tend to see these things as like linear lines, linear narratives. There are other things. Exactly. Nehru, this great champion of secularism, recently, A. G. Nurani, the historian, he unearthed these letters between Nehru and uh, 
Sheikh Abdullah about the accession of Kashmir and all mm. that. One point he found was the person they sent to persuade Hari, the Maharaja Hari Singh to accede to India was the RSS chief at the mm. time, Golwalkar. Right. And the, 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 his argument to the king was not political or secular Religion. or anything. He said, you are Hindu, we are Hindu, you'll be more safe with us. Right. Mm. Although on that, I think politicians use any trick in the trade to go. Yes. Like for example, even Abe Lincoln for him to I was about to say cancel slavery. I've internalized the word cancel. Abolish slavery uh, was was not all the arguments he used to sway the vote in his favor were not all moral arguments. There were some economic, some strategic, some give and take. But yeah, as far as the project is concerned, uh, Karthik, I think I would not draw the two separately. I, I think there is a continuum, but I do get a lot of people who today, you know, why people like Rohit Sardana, Sadhvi Rithambara, now I, I understand I joined Newstrike when I was very young, but I'm sure maybe Rohit Sardana 10-15 years younger than me, but if he is a primetime journalist, he should have seen or read the magazines for the company that he works for. Sadhvi Rithambara is, is a horrendous excuse for a religious person, let alone for a human being. She was seen as one of the most virulent and hateful voices. You Google, you go to YouTube and do Sadhvi Rithambara, hear her speeches. She was sitting in his studio, pillowing yarn about this Pavan Avsar. So you can say that people don't know, they are just happy that, you know, someone who they really respect and their lords, temple isn't made. But who is the person who is representing that happiness? And that is dangerous. You know, one can say ki bhai, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there is some, I don't know, some, let's say, Guru Nanak Ji ka koi agar build ho hai, Gurdwara, they say, haan, theek hai, very good. But imagine if studios had Bhindra Wale <laughs> telling us why it's a wonderful thing. See, they are not different. Ah, so Merchants of hatred. So that, that who are the carriers of this message? Mm. And that is where I think news has completely failed. And I, I generally think people like Sardana, I'm bigoted that they may be, they're actually such buffoons, they don't even know who she is. They probably have not read anything. Or, what happened? This is like Raman sir said, how narrative ah. Take for example Modi. I mean, for the last... Even the so-called liberal and secular journalists have celebrated the rise of Modi as the like the strength of Indian democracy. Yeah. There was this man who was a chaiwala who rose up. It's a failure of Indian democracy. The whole idea of democratic institutions is to prevent a pe person like this. And who is this person? He is the person who organized the Rathiyadara for Adwani. Then he came to Gujarat. He oversaw a massacre. He should not have been chief minister after that, but because he was. democracy is a liberal principle and if there's no continuity in that then what you yes the me? institutions are supposed to be built to prevent such a person if those if he still became the prime minister of the country that means those institutions failed the, right. that democratic ideal failed it's not a strength of democracy it's its weakness it's its failure and it's a matter of fact when uh, i think uh, when the 2002 massacre happened Vajpayee wanted him to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. take the moral responsibility yeah, and that famous press ah. conference. And Advani yes. said no. Ah, yeah, Advani he's said so no. So nervously he's sitting yes. next to Ataljit. And look what Advani got. <laughs> for defending. Achha se la diya tune mere pyar ka. And Advani, of course, Advani is a super tragic character, but maybe not really tragic. I don't think he's tragic. He did. He did, he did See, have think, his power. I think this is what happens when you get old because you are physically so obviously weak, and you are at the fag end. Then one kind of has sympathy for you, which is fair enough. I think mm. human nature, we shouldn't lose the humanity in us. But I, I think one can say that he's too old to hate. But I would not give a free pass for what that person did when 
he was at his prime. Yes. I think that is what makes a big difference. And what life. he did, we are still reaping the consequences yeah. of that. Exactly. So, um, anyway, Karthik, thank you for that email. Uh, before we move on to the whole period live thing that Zomato has kicked off, two brief bits of news. Rahat Indori died. He is a poet and a lyricist. And the only reason I really bring this up, we're not going to, I mean, there's not that much to discuss, but he's done a lot of mushairas, you know, on YouTube, you can see much of his poetry is very inspiring. And uh, two, uh, one of his uh, lines really came back during the protest season, Kisi ke baap ka Hindustan nahi hai. That really became a rallying cry mm-hmm. for a lot of protesters. In fact, this is what it sounds like. Jo aas sahib hai masnad hai kal nahi honge, kiraay daar hai. मकान थोड़ी है सभी का खून है शामिल यहां की मिट्टी में किसी के बाप का हिंदुस्तान थोड़ी है सो ही इज डन दैट ही इज रिटन अ वेरी नाइस सॉन्ग फॉर अ फिल्म कॉल मीनाक्षी वाई एम एफ ये रिश्ता क्या कहलाता है बट आज तक वेन ही डाइड What was playing on television screen was Mamta Kulkarni dancing. Koi jai to le aaye meri lakh duaye paaye me to piya ki gali jia bhool aaye re. And then this, you know, the choreographer intoning. I was like, fuck, man. You know, this guy has done I don't know how much good work in his life. He's dead, and you're showing me Mamta Kulkarni dancing to one of the real most richa songs he's written. Like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> the cultural aspiration of the Indian middle class, I suppose. Mamta Kulkarni ke gaane, wo lyrics diye. And you know, they, and they, and they shoot the last. You know, like she does this, he jumps, and because most of these choreographers have like ripped off Paula Abdul or something. Now Paula Abdul, you know, like very fit, yeah. Like she'll jump and she lands with the split. Now clearly, Mamta Kulkarni is not fit enough to do a split. She can just about go like seventy degrees. That's that's as far as the flexibility. <laughs> So she goes there, and this is very awkward, graceless. She sits and then cuts. So I'm like, Rohit Indori. I mean, why would you do this to the guy, man? And songs of Menakshi, all songs are good. I don't know if he's written all, but this one he definitely okay. has written. Nirishta kya kehlata hai? I mean, you could have played some of his Musharraj. Yeah, but वो तो देल नेवर ना. That plays against the current mood. Okay, so uh, now. What did Zomato do? Uh, so Zomato has instituted a ten-day period leave for women, uh, which sparked off a lot of controversy on Twitter, and especially by women. I haven't seen so many women disagree with women in a long time on Twitter. Leading. Just, just pointing out. I know um, you would disagree with me, and I may get some other mail for trying to be snarky. I'm not being snarky. I'm saying if one wants to be in the super woke age of of gender fluidity, period leave for all menstruating people. Yes, I only told you this. You're throwing back my. Obviously, he's not woke, guys. <laughs> Just don't be, don't be. ये मैंने कल ही एक्सप्लेन किया था अभिनंदन को नाउ इज थ्रोइंग इट बैक एट मी लाइक आई वाज जस्ट सेइंग आई वाज लाइक यू नो ऑल दिस इज अ क्लासिक एग्जांपल ऑफ मैनस्प्लेनिंग या माय गॉड शी इज सच अ मैनस्प्लेनर मेरी चीज लेके मुझे लेट मी टेल यू इन केस यू फॉरगॉटन दिस इज नॉट इवन मैनस्प्लेनिंग दिस इज इंटेलेक्चुअल प्रॉपर्टी थेफ्ट या let me uh, what is that? i love that new yorker cartoon where this uh, man and women are sitting on a date and the man says uh, the woman no, the man says let me interrupt your expertise with my confidence <laughs> yeah i've seen that that's really so that's classic but anyway yeah so that got a lot of people upset and i think barkha that led the charge on this and she got uh, quite attacked also for it she she said that you know this is biological determinism and you can't uh, we don't want our period to come in the way of doing our work and, and we want to cover wars and we want to join infantry and, and i think it's bullshit 
Firstly, yeah, I think it's a private company, so I think there would have been some, uh, you know, decision making behind this. They would have looked at this as I don't think private companies just want to be woke and just institute uh, rules like this. And it's ten days; it doesn't even take into account the fact that women menstruate every month. What about the other two months? <laughs> Suddenly, your pain is magically supposed to disappear. Mm. But anyway, it's just ten days. I think I think it's great. A because I think there hasn't been enough research in this to really know. the extent of pain and the percentage of women that go through debilitating pain during their period i suspect there may be a lot of women but we're just not told and i think a lot of women in the workforce are probably already taking leave but not saying that it's for mm. period it's probably you know i'm upset of my stomach upset or whatever so i think a there should be enough research into this to really know i know that a lot of women suffer a i mean it's not just cramps for a lot of women it's very debilitating coupled with other symptoms like vomiting also at times in fact one of the things that i read yesterday was that bihar instituted this in 1992 with lalu yadav giving two period leave to women in government services so i think it's super progressive i it don't is. think i don't think people will misuse it and those who misuse it will find many other ways to misuse it no i think it's about misusing leave and i think that for something that uh, is not our fault it's a biological thing that women go through every month and also the pain factor looking at it is if it can be as debilitating it can be i think giving one day leave a month is really okay and it it's actually deserved hmm. it is quite progressive but yeah. as a, as a reporter i mean the thought that comes to my mind i mean i always look at you know all these multinationals with suspicion how many female employees do they employees have, they do they have? Huh. how much will actually how impact them how many do they have so and in leadership but I find positions it absolutely also. progressive this is yeah, something because, which is because i i honestly no, think there should be more research on this I, I i think there is a progressive element i mean the whole shitstorm that also this kicked up was that you know barkha said you know i've been to kargil we don't need this thank you this is so she i she may I not think, need it but maybe her reporters <laughs> you know yeah, but you don't I, know how i think there was a lot of posturing happening and i think that's a problem with social media there's a lot of posturing that happens on social media which is why i think the discourse around secularism the discourse around feminism the discourse around you know anything on social media is the worst it's the lowest form of the discourse uh, and it's a pity that that's what people would get sucked into while i agree that it's very progressive and i mentioned this manisha and she completely disagreed with me and we had this discussion on hafta on maternity leave and i said now that there's paternity leave this will benefit women net net but this will net net not benefit women because the market does not work on what is progressive or morally right or ethics people hire based on who they can get most productivity out of and one can say that you can be unproductive while being in office i mean these again are very childish level conversations when one says this one is assuming that everybody you've hired is a rational and i know one day a month is not a big deal but any distinction in leaves or productive days will have an impact and i think that's basic economic logic it will disincentivize hiring those who would be seen as less productive it is not my morality or ethics anyone talking i'm just telling you this is how markets workforces labor works but that has to change and that and that has changed progressively when it comes to where, women tell me where is it change i mean there have been many progressive women uh, laws instituted for women no, no, no starting have, with maternity I'm, leave so, so the market but, i mean so you shouldn't hire women cuz okay they, they can get pregnant and we'll have to give them maternity no, but leave but that is what i say that is a paternity leave also yeah but not every country that. has paternity leave i know right? but that is why in those countries there will be a disincentive but there are a lot of uh, no, but, in the beginning when maternity leave there wasn't paternity leave assuming, and the market did kind of accept the fact that okay not. this is no, no, it assuming, has to, no you can't assuming, go by that logic but no assuming that the women will be less productive because they are getting more leave hmm. is also a wrong uh, thought and one i don't month. think i th- think uh, i mean the productivity 
uh, is not uh, linked you know that way the no no but that's what i'm saying of course it's not you can't say someone who takes less leave is more productive uh-huh. i'm saying when you hire one does not one is not hiring on the basis of i don't know you i'm hiring on the basis it's a digit it's a metric it's not a person you hire hmm. you hire a cv let's be clear yeah no see you are saying what the reality is fine granted there will be a lot of people who will discriminate because of this but that has to change na but it we can't accept that's what i'm saying no, no but that's a very point. determinist kind of it that won't change that is the whole it point of to. movements like this it militates against this market logic and it changes it the same thing happened when the 8 hour work week was instituted mm. same thing with 5 day weeks now in fact there's research and some people have started Abhi. the 4 day week mm. and there's research that they're more productive they have more balanced lives yeah, but, but, but that's see that, that that's a different thing that's that's a false equivalence i'm not saying that won't work but what i'm saying is for the same task you have two groups you're talking you know basic arithmetic of productivity for the whole for the whole set i'm talking sets and subsets here the moment as sets and subsets i think assuming that people will change is like capitalism assuming people won't be greedy or communism assuming everybody has the same need and the same amount to contribute no true what i I'm think say- you this is wishful thinking and i don't you know grudge the capitalists who describe themselves as such from thinking that regulation or rather greed won't fuck up the market i don't grudge the communists from thinking ki sabse equal kaam kara do sabke aspiration same hote hain similarly i won't grudge people thinking that this will not impact hiring it will we can wish whatever we want it may but that has to change that we don't just hope. accept it so, no that you is the whole point say, of the oh, movement that is the whole point of the movement the moment the same thing happened when the maternity leave was instituted right that was the logic that yeah. women get pregnant they won't be working but that changed because people fought against it yeah. people yeah. demanded these rights and when paternity leave came then they said there's equivalent so now it won't make a difference no but it's hiring. not just but that came very late parental leave is very that's what i'm saying that is before that there wasn't i mean there were i know which is why there was a disincentive for women being hired i'm saying that but did contribute are but of there was course, also that also changed some companies also realized that no this is not something that you can discriminate against and this is their legal right mm-hmm. to have maternity leave maternity so leave those became normalized those changes will happen and i think in this case also there will be an incremental change in there will be resistance i mean yeah, people will resist We're it not of course everyone will embrace it, will it but there will at least be something and here it's a biological thing yeah you can't grudge one day to a woman for something that she has to go through and for some for some women it is really it can be uh, you know a day on which yeah, she but, can't but work. those are not things that one can even debate about that you can't grudge i'm not even talking about whether you can grudge you can't i mean those are but you are grudging are not... i mean the market is grudging this no no quote no. and anyway <laughs> I, all i'm saying is ki bhai theek hai aap apne khali pulao banate raho aap jo bol rahe ho maternity leave se bahut farak pada farak was counterproductive if you think maternity leave incentivized companies from hiring women you should check out the data it disincentivized companies from hiring women no, but that is paternity leave has equalized that so now you know bloody whether i hire a woman or a man i will have to give the but same but the paternity leave. leave is less it's what mm. it's what how many a month 10 days it depends it's 10 no, days no, no, it depends in india on, it's 10 days no, i think no no some places it's it's some no maternity leave is 9 I, months co- at least right 9 to 11 months maternity leave maternity no no, leave. no, no what you saying it's 3 months okay yeah. i'm going by europe maybe then okay. no, in india it's 3 months and even in india i mean depending i don't know what the sarkari no, this thing is wasn't it increased okay no no three should check this out but anyway months, that's called a sabbatical in a country but even in paternity <laughs> mater- <laughs> but even in paternity and maternity there's a huge difference so you still there's still an incentive to hire a man because he'll be gone for 10 days he'll be gone for 3 months 
How painful is it really for how many number of women would be interesting to know? I mean, what exactly is the biological? How how wh- is there any metric to measure pain? By the way, I mean, it has to be debilitated. It has to be in a way that you cannot get. I mean, cramps no, no, are normal. I am not saying. You are 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 Okay, our our producer Aditya has just informed us that someone had done research of what is more painful, getting kicked in the nuts or giving birth. <laughs> Now, of course, Aditya, that will depend on who is kicking in the nuts. <laughs> if it's if it's just a gentle person kicking also, in the nuts. Also, please, yar, what a random whoever did this research is really a nut. <laughs> I want to know right? how did they do that research? They said, "Asa hai, asa hai." Nikku, to mama, abhi to madmi ho na. Chalo, ham tumare potro, ham tumare potro ko pitte. Then one year later, tum zara sex change kara ke aao. Then abe tum impregnate karenge. Then tum बताना मुझे how can this research even be done like what the fuck no but imagine i mean the imagination these people have and the kind of work they're allowed to do i mean i'm sure this is Aditya, somewhere in the in europe or somewhere <laughs> please be clear what because you are a responsible producer of a responsible show so when you whisper these things from a corner please make sure you no i'm i'm sure this is somewhere in like somewhere in the west because they get to even do this i mean it yeah. tells you a lot about the kind of society there So okay, very proudly, Aditya has shown me. Uh, it's on. Okay, the zero pain is called the dolorimeter. Okay, okay. So there is something. There is something measure. that you can measure. Hmm. All right. Now before I move on to some other wonderful mails that have come, what Manisha was saying, I was being coy about. Uh, Pranam Mukherjee, <laughs> who is very unwell, uh, he is on, uh, in fact, a ventilator. He is been diagnosed with COVID, and uh, Rajdeep Sardesai this morning, I think at some eight thirty or nine in the morning, tweeted that R.I.P. Pranam. Uh, whatever in his dramatic style. Of course, Pranab's daughter and son said hello. Dad's live, so kindly yeah. responsible news people don't. Mm. And Rajdeep is mostly found on Twitter giving gyan on why journalism is going down the drain and why we yeah, must not. Is rat race? Me please, mat uh, shubh prabhatam shubh whatever. What does he yeah, say? Good night, shubh ratri. Don't join the rat race. And then he <laughs> goes and does then this. He But he apologized for quite for sincerely and said, "I'm very so you know, shaken up." Excitement. Now, this is the market logic. You know, I'm just saying that Rajdeep spent so much of his time pelowing yarn and giving everybody advice on journalism, uh, which I think you have to really well to listen to because most of the advice is just shit. This is what I'm saying. Market logic determines actions, not your well-meaning attitudes. Your metric for success is Twitter followers. Twitter followers again by who breaks news first. Your metric for success is who watches you. Who watches you depending on who breaks news. It's not who breaks it more accurately. that sets up a conditioned reflex of wanting to be the first even if it's not the most accurate because the metric that is rewarded by the market is speed because that rewards how many people watch you so i have known rajji for years he's not a bad guy he may be a really boring uncle full of himself way past his prime but he's not a bad guy 
okay. don't know what's a bigger insult. I'd rather be a bad guy, you know. <laughs> I'd rather be bad than a boring auntie full of herself way past my prime. Okay, but Chris Snyder. But the but the thing is, this metric has been internalized by an entire generation of journalists. <laughs> that मैंने break करना यार. I think the bigger the bigger blunder that he did or uh, which which happened on prime tv prime prime time tv was his interview with the saudi movie where he oh, asked him to Shit, yeah. asked him what about saudi arabia will you condemn saudi arabia also mm. now that you are condemning majoritarianism in india i think that interview was a train at wreck at indian express i don't know why i mean he, yeah that was a terrible interview man at indian express right it, from the playbook of the right when it comes to deaths so we Categorical, uh, categorically, we told all the reporters. Hospital. It has to come from the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Always. how you. I mean, we don't have to. But you it. know, with Jalalita also, because print print has the luxury of waiting for the next morning. Hmm. You know, when Jalalita she was in the hospital, I I think three four times some news channels declared her dead before Saturday. Yeah, but it's, it was no, crazy. It's, it's not a matter of luxury. I mean, I. This why why this uh, TV media is so shallow. Yeah, yeah. No, when, when you're right. When it comes to breaking, because I know because I, breaking is the metric. In Asta, Prabal Pratap Singh. Hmm. Singh. Haan, he came rushing to me that a uh, plane fell, sir. Plane fell here in Delhi. Me, twelve people were killed on it. So I said, okay, let me also confirm it. So I was just doing that, and then this uh, now star ka jo CEO, what is his name? Uday. Uday Ab- was my news director. Uday came. He said Raman Prabal is Prabal was telling him that Raman is not letting breaking, it. Haan, letting breaking. It so he said that I mean, yeah, Raman Prabal, okay, okay, he will do it. I said, okay, let's see. He said, "Big thing." He said, "Don't do it." I said, "Do it." After five minutes, hmm. it turned out to be a dummy exercise. <laughs> I mean. Uh, the airport. Achha, they were just running it. Uh, what is, will be the response uh, in case there is a accident? Uh, accident. Then after that, Prabal Pratap Singh ko humne court dalvaya, hmm. tie dalvai ki baith ke bata ki dummy exercise kya hoti hai. But but, but we for five minutes. Dummy exercise hoti hai jab ek journalist bina verify kare. Sir, hume ek principle news hai follow karna chahiye. You can only report an unconfirmed death if you have committed the murder. <laughs> <laughs> Did you kill him? <laughs> If you haven't killed the person, you cannot tell us it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, I I used to find it so shallow. I mean, coming no, from no. the print. This is also I because was, I was. And I mean, come on, there are news professionals even in television who didn't feel the need to tweet this out. I'm sure every TV journalist knew. कि he's in the ventilator and all but hmm. Rajiv decided to tweet it out also this is tv ka model like hmm. this is the tv model i mean you don't have anything meaningful to say hmm. so if you get this kind of news you can run with it the whole day right. you don't have to do anything else otherwise you have to fill that 24 7 time with something else also yeah, right in fact i want to ask you in kashmir uh, and one of our subscribers wrote that we would like anand also on the ram janmabhoomi discussion so maybe next week when Ra- anand is here we'll discuss that again hmm. because both mehraj and anand weren't in town for the most important part of world history that was made last week when you're saying that you have to fill in air time you know atanas filled with bhajans and all sambit patra sang some navika sang some anuradha podwal lip synced some was all this being beamed in kashmir yeah on tv but i don't think people pay much attention to it. No, 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 they don't i mean they oh, watch the tv but God. i mean see that's the thing no this the distance kashmiris have from india i mean this is the this is a muslim issue but it's an indian muslim issue as mm. such So, so they don't even at watch the most it. they'll curse Indian Muslims that you didn't do much. So okay. So, yeah. so you you get Tata Sky over there? Yeah, yeah. But no internet. No internet. No. Okay. Mm. Okay. Now this email is from Shubham Chawla. 
डी हफ्ता पैनल आई एम राइटिंग दिस लेट इन रिस्पॉन्स टू द वन फ्रॉम द लास्ट हफ्ता वेर सब्सक्राइबर मैंशन शी हैड हर नेम बुचर्ड हर एंटायर चाइल्ड हुड एंड दिस सेफ्टीज इम डिबेट आई स्पेंड द फर्स्ट सेवेंटीन ईयर्स ऑफ माई लाइफ इन चेन्नई एंड बींग अ पंजाबी हुज नेम इज शुभम शू बम ही इज गिफ्ट फुट टू वर्ड्स इन अ सिटी वेर नो पेयर सीनियर हैड एवर हर्ड ऑफ सच अ नेम लेट माई नेम टू बी बुचर्ड फॉर मोस्ट ऑफ माई चाइल्ड हुड द ट्राइंग टू डिसाइफर हु वॉज मेकिंग फनमी एंड वाई दे डिड इट वॉज अ मैसिव वेस्ट ऑफ हेड स्पेस ऑब्वियसली आई वॉज अफेक्टेड बाई दिस ग्रोइंग बट डज बट दिस डज नॉट मीन आई स्टार्ट कॉलिंग ऑल दोज पीपल इन सेंसिटिव रेसिस्ट एट्सेट्रा आई जस्ट डस्टेड माई शोल्डर्स ऑफ एंड मूवड ऑन यूर अभिनंदन बेस्ट फ्रेंड कंग्रेचुलेशन दिस अमंग मिलियन अदर एक्सपीरियंसिस मेक्स मी हु आई एम to coddle the minds of young adults and to protect them from the universe under the garb of mental health is just going to create a generation of grown men and women who cannot deal with anything outside their world view this entire safetyism debate reminds me of a beautiful quote quote hard times create strong men strong men create good times good times create weak men and weak men create hard times <laughs> oh my god g michael hawk yeah i think my mother has written this letter <laughs> so this is shubham chavla So thank you, Shubham, for your mail and thank you for your subscription. Actually, about that, there's a a saying attributed to the Prophet, hmm. who tells his followers, "I don't fear you so much in poverty than I fear you when you are wealthy." Yes, hmm. <laughs> they said that you want to see the character of a man, give him power. Oh God! <laughs> so, oh God, you are saying I'm doing some uncle thing. <laughs> But by the way, both of you are giggling. You also got a lot of flack, although I got most of it. What flack? For being insensitive to this whole. mispronouncing names and all you also you well, were you didn't read it so it didn't happen you well you did, i read it but you were not paying attention he has an excuse he wasn't here oh okay but ah last week yeah 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 last so yogesh says hi nl hafta team recently i binge watched old nl interviews i realized how abruptly people change their political standpoints after the commencement of modi 1.0 anand ranganathan contributing editor nl told into a troll rahul roshan is now associated with op india comment on this and also your status quo with these people Secondly, whenever a new NL interview comes, the name of the person along with the title is written in Comic Sans. There might be disputes about Ram Janmabhoomi and Babri Masjid, but one thing we can all agree on is Comic <laughs> Sans is a terrible font. Yes, since, I don't know we were using that. <laughs> since the past few episodes of Hafta Abhinan is getting a lot of flack for his views on safetyism. Safetyism is an American issue more than it is Indian. So is Black Lives Matter. The inner activist of all Indians awakens to these issues while they remain dormant when it comes to. Issues like casteism, mob lynchings, majoritarianism, etc. Tell me what you think about that. Please don't dodge these questions. So, Yogesh, on the first thing, Comic Sans. I don't think it's that bad, but I don't know. I I don't know if I chose that font. We'll figure out. Our producers are here. That is our editors. Okay. Uh, it's an old, okay, inherited. Okay, we'll figure out. Maybe we should change it. A second thing on safetyism. You're right. It's more relevant in America. But why I mentioned this because you confront it here also. I confront it among especially. Manisha, you're the what? You're the millennial. You're a millennial. I'm a millennial. So, yeah. what do you call the ones who are like in their early twenties right now? Gen, Gen Z. Z. So, I see a lot of that in Gen Z, and the only reason I reacted to that is because you confront it in your daily lives. Gen Z has a very heightened idea of their relevance in the world, a very heightened idea of their privileges. Some of them are just in their head, which is why I think it's something to comment on, and the certainty that they have. of rights and wrongs and things that are gray looking at everything as a mathematical theorem i think this comes from having grown up on screens of social media where every opinion is as important as the other some of you may think that this is a nasty thing to say and i'm being insensitive but i think it is something that is true and a little bit of humility is good when i joined newstrack i did not immediately think that my opinion 
was as as important as Madhu's or Alpana's or many of the other senior reporters or Sanjay Pugalia's or, the, or Ajay Dada, uh, Ajay Dada or Nakvi Dada's. It reminds me of an anecdote. So my teacher, my friend Muzamil Jalil. So mm. back in the day, one young kid who had just joined uh, university journalism school. So mm. he came to him. I want to intern back in Srinagar Express Office. He said, okay, fine. He said, so I want to start by writing a piece about, I think, how Kashmir and Palestine are like linked and mm. everything. I said, okay, have you read up on this? He said, yeah, I read. cool. Write a piece, but first hold on to that. Just get me a story about the drains in Old Town. <laughs> yeah. Manisha, you have anything to say on no, this? No, I think nothing. Okay. So um, also you asked equation between me and people like Anand and Rahul Roshan. And there's no equation as such. We haven't spoken in years and I don't miss anyone. <laughs> okay, then there's an email from Dwij. He says, hi, many thanks for the amazing podcast you put together. I've not mentioned Yogendra Yadav's article in the print as an example of the kind of shallow analysis Yogendra engages in. So there's a laughing emoji. While I have found Yogendra's critique of atheism as well as his aversion to leftist ideology to be shallow, I didn't find much of anything in the recent article that can be analyzed to be shallow or otherwise. There is only one paragraph in the article which actually engages the question of how and why secularism failed in India. Then you've gone out and quoted the whole paragraph. Today we must recognize that secularism was defeated because of its custodians refused to engage in the battle of ideas. Secularism was defeated because the secular elite talked down to its critics in English, etc, etc. I do agree that one of the major reasons secularism was defeated was a combination of the elitist image of secularism and the anti-secular appeasement of minorities. However, it seemed quite dubious a claim that secularism could have strengthened itself if it had spoken the language of our religions. Given that this claim was supposed to be the central thesis of this article, I expected Yogendra to actually present an argument in favor of it rather than dropping it as a single line towards the end of the article. I wonder if Abhinandan referred to this utter lack of actual content as the shallowness of the analysis or was there anything of substance in the article as well, which was shallow. In any case, outside the topic of secularism, I usually find Yogendra's work inspiring and in the right direction. If you could refer to other places where his analysis is flawed. Dwij. Dwij, uh, thanks for your subscription, first of all. Thank you for your support. Well, I'll tell you why I find what I found problematic and shallow. You can call it shallow, you can call it lazy. Is how it starts. A future historian might record 5 August 2020 is the day secularism died in India. Uh, I think there is a tendency of a lot of commentators. In fact, I was uh, by chance reading a few articles last week which I had saved to send to my friends after Lehman, that capitalism has changed, as you know it. Capitalism is dead. I was like, okay, pay all these articles because they'll get clicks, but it's not dead. And clearly, Wall Street came back stronger rather than anything else. Uh, when a few of these right-wing parties won some seats and some governments in the in Europe, you know, after Trump, there were two, three elections yeah, in Europe yeah, yeah. also. Kanchan Gupta and all started saying, now Austria, this is it. India. Liberals, Lilies can go to hell, whatever. Lilies ka time khatam ho gaya. Now it's a right work shift of the whole world. Within, I think, Poland, they are... Those there are was Hungary, the, mein, Orban and they were others. Suddenly and in Poland, yeah. Slightly, you know, left liberal parties won. Macron won. You know, uh, so I think there is a tendency that every now and then, ki bas, this is the end of this. The queen of this was Tavleen Singh, who had said this is the end of Arvind Kejriwal around in five articles. Which I used to wonder why, why Indian Express can't find someone else. Matlab, you have said... This is the death knell. His shallow politics is finished. He came back, he won again. Oh, this is the death knell. Now his shallow politics, then he bloody won and came again. So I think that is a kind of shallow analysis which I think this indulges in. A, it takes a position which is not a mic drop moment. That is not the world we live in. It keeps evolving and changing. 
Secondly, when he said that the elite refused to engage in secularism, I mean, I'll give you an example, and I give this example in a panel recently, a film like Amar Akbar Anthony. It had, you know, Khun Nikloing from Three Sons going into the same father, like scientific, <laughs> scientifically, <laughs> like Jawaharlal Nehru's scientific temperament wale speech to, but it was a secular symbolism. symbolism. Pop culture was full of this. <laughs> he has just made a claim, when I grew up, this uh, the Shaira was the most important fair here in Dehradun. And Dehradun had Inamullah building, which is a Muslim area. During this era, even Inamullah building used to be dressed up. What do, you, what do you want them to do? Burn themselves. There was no lack of, no one was laughing at anyone's religion or anything. I mean, I think in pop culture, in daily occurrences, in, I don't think religiosity or anyone's religion was attacked. I think the reasons for the rise of this are way more complex. There are economic reasons, very important economic reasons. There are reasons of how information has been weaponized in ways that it hadn't been earlier. What Yogendra has done has just pandered to clickbait. So when you say that the elite refused to engage with religion, give us how. You've just said that, like not one link. He has said... Also, it's just fashionable now to say, I mean, blame liberals only for lack of... I mean, of course, there were some issues, but there's a bigger issue of the rise of BJP. So, so he says secularism was defeated because the secular elite talked down to its critics in English. Secularism was defeated because it disavowed our languages, because it failed to connect with the language of traditions, because it ref refused to learn to speak the language of our religion. What is he talking about? I mean, I tell us no how did that happen? When did that happen? Fail to understand. In any case, I haven't read the whole article, but the, even this paragraph is full of like, I don't know, w what is minoritism? Uh, just make a claim. Okay, the Shabano. other people even, use uh, this. Even Rajiv Sardesai said this when yeah, he got criticized for OVC interview. Ki we must not accept minoritism, appeasing minority. So, I mean, so you can say that we must not accept something like the Shabano case being overturned like this. And you should also say we shall not accept the Supreme Court saying that, oh, this was very wrong that happened, but chalo bana lete. You know, but I, exactly, I, you can't just make a claim without saying that this is why this claim is accurate or true. So I, that's why I thought it was just and a... historical processes are one, I mean, secularism doesn't end on one day. Another thing is these historical processes are way more complex than this thing. Somebody said something in English. It doesn't work like that. And I'll, I'll say the one... Indian Republic came into being in 1947. RSS was formed in 1925. Hmm. They have been working for much longer. Much, their project is much, yeah, exactly. And the thing is that, you know, I, I think Yugendar has his heart in the right place. And again, I think he's a sweet guy. And I'm telling you this from also having been with him on his campaign trail back then. You know that video of his that went viral when in the campaign he's saying, Mujhe to Salim bulate the. Mera naam Salim tha. Because he was campaigning in Nu, that's a Muslim dominated area. Yogendra has a tendency of wanting to please whichever audience at that time he wants to please. Now, if he truly believed in what he believed, he says, My name is Yogendra Yada, vote for me if you believe Ahmadi party should win the seat from here. Not my name is Salim, I'm to half Muslim. Are bhai? I've seen him say this on stage. He does these kind of pandering things and he thinks that everyone does it. Everyone doesn't. The rest of the world, in even the smallest town and biggest cities, the Shaira was celebrated dhoom dham se. Religiosity, I sit in the havno and I know her school, even the most elite schools, had to do these things and no one was criticizing them. None of us had the fucking balls to criticize it because you'd be thrown out. So this is just pandering to a digital audience which he thinks will get clicks. So that's why I just thought it it's was... It's a bit shallow also, like you said. I mean, you explained to us how the elite failed. I mean, one of my recommendations hmm. is also there. This Pratap Bhannu Mehta 
has not he wasn't harsh as harsh as you were hmm. calling him shallow and all so pratap bhanu mehta has written an article two days ago as a response to jogender singh's piece where he is saying that jogender yadav jogender yadav jogender singh is a, a famous <laughs> sociologist <I think. laughs> sorry so here basically he his argument is that nationalism has colonized both religion as well as secularism hmm. so he is telling him that you are you are shallow but, yeah, but he's, he's not using that word but he's saying it very nicely anyone else have wants to weigh in on this before i move on to other mails this mail is from okay i'm going to mispronounce it so you can send the hate my way i think it's himaja melavarapu melavarapu hi folks you need to stop giving lazy excuses and people point out something that you are doing incorrectly this email is specifically about mispronouncing tamil nadu oh, kannada no. karnataka the irony of me reading that mail and the, oh dear god you guys seriously didn't know how tamil nadu kannada and karnataka are spelt and pronounced they are spelt with vowel sounds in the end i don't understand this arrogance of people from other regions within india when south indians complain that they are repeatedly pronounced wrongly don't even start comparing with names from foreign countries for fuck sake adding a vowel sound of a u is not a tongue twister sure it's not sometimes you mispronounce it uh, himaja i think i don't think it's something to um, yeah but look at the mail that we got from the other subscriber whose name shubham was shubham shubham so now i mean uh, so do south indians don't get north indian names correct a lot of the times but that's fine it's not it may be tough for you to pronounce it also, i just i i still yeah but also, yeah of course when we if if someone corrects it i would correct i mean hmm. i would also in languages for example in urdu you'll never call it chennai you'll still call it madras You'll yeah. call well, it there, Karnataka, for example. In also, I got a, an email from uh, sorry, a, a WhatsApp message. No, sorry, I think it was a Twitter DM or something from someone who said that actually how you pronounce stuff, you're right about the specifics of Tamil Nadu, Kannada, or Karnataka. But you know, if I'm in a hurry talking and if I say Kannad, I mean, I don't think I've been racist or I mean, I just think it's a bit much that kind of overreaction. And you're welcome to think it's not a bit much, but I th- I think. when but some one of the early emails that had come that was talking about having to pronounce everything correctly and if you don't you're being lazy and it's this that and the other Kannada but correctly is a according though, to who the natives are yeah, it is so th- this this actually message said that your tongue develops muscles also depending on what language you learn from an early yes. age so certain muscles that are required for certain pronunciation and certain and so, once you've learned a language at an early age then a particular set of muscles get developed so your pronunciation will come out that because it is a conditioned reflex like you know like driving is or tying your shoelace while talking to someone someone who knows how to do it but someone who's not learnt it that's why you have accents also right i mean i have been yeah. reading and writing and speaking english mm. for i think 20 years now mm. but you still have a kashmiri accent yes and Absolutely. also i mean when if there's a word with r or two r's in between it mm. i find it I find it very hard to pronounce it. Even speak I, I it, let alone pronounce it correctly. With this J and Y being hmm. Punjabi, J yeah. and Y. Ah, uh, like my father, player. K F. Player, player, player. And and uh, I have seen uh, even uh, Modi, Sir Shah. Ah, ah. Gujarat. Are you? Are you? Asha ji, yar. I will still sing Asha, Bhosle and Lata Mangeshkar song. Even, I mean, although they can never pronounce J. 
मुझसे मुझसे मिलने आए सारी सारी रा मुझसे मुझसे बोल दो मुझसे क्या होता है आई डोंट तमिलनाडु टाइम and some gripes i listen to all your podcasts especially home powerful and awesome afta i really appreciate the value of tads news laundry as there are times i want to avoid news at all cost a casual discussion on news is still okay to digest newsense is a great format i have been promoting newsense a lot yay thank you and lastly the reason which pushed me right to find time to write this mail is abhinandan sada nikupra for your birthday i will gift 12 month worth of subscription to news laundry students program <gasps> amrik so uh, i have sweet. been informed by chitranshu this has already come in Thank you so much, Amrik Pra. What that a sweet guy! The, thank you. That is a wonderful birthday gift. You can't just thank gift. you. You have to do more than thank you. Um. Okay. We will Find send him. Find other ways a, of. We will send him a sabki dhulai kit. That <laughs> yes. this thing. Yeah. The the soap <laughs> kit. And uh, there is a student subscription program that we have for those who can't afford to subscribe to News Laundry. We have several people who contribute and they sponsor the subscription for many students. So if you want to do that. do write into us at contact at newslaundry.com uh, then this email is from ushma hi team news laundry this unprecedented lockdown led to an unprecedented nl interview binge watch my favorite one has to be abhinandan tavlin for it showed the crazy of an otherwise renowned journalist i also thoroughly enjoyed listen to varun shori for all the complaints in the hafta letters about a right wing voice i should point out that his or pavan varma's is a voice that the right wing should consider right no more I want to talk about two things: interview credibility. In the Manisha Shrivastav, Madhu Rajat, or even Madhu Kadju interview, there is a direct attack on the interviewer's credibility. Who attacked the credibility? Ah, uh, that Shrivastav guy, you know, who went after NDTV. Oh, right. He had that, some that, money laundering that, case, correct, which correct, proved yeah. to be false. Which was yeah. Later on. So it was perhaps an attempt to avoid questions, but the comment section presented a different story. How do female journalists recover from and maintain a hard line of questioning? Also, it was in stark contrast to Abhinandan Tavlin interview where he gets back at her. Second is the mental health and comedy in the light of Navika and Ankita's learned judgments on depression. I wanted to share this stand-up and this one for the safetyism listeners. There are links there, uh, which will be we'll put in the mail, which will be published. But also, maybe we should have cancelled times now and the likes long ago. Please get Shovan Chakravarti to write for you again. Chaudhary. Sorry, it's Chaudhary to write for you again. Oh yeah, it's been I haven't it's seen his while. pieces anywhere. So um, I um I recover. Quite fast. I'm not <laughs> that phased. She's a tough cookie. Yeah, it's fine. She's a toughie. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't need the holiday then. But I'm dying to do another interview of Tavlina. I just hope she gives and it. And yeah, I think I... Madhu's also like she's super confident. I don't think she lets Kardju and all. Bother. So Madhu did an interview with Tavlina recently. Okay. Madhu done with Kardju where he also attacked her. 
this email from Arjit. I was going to write to you after I heard your views on the holidays on Hafta 286. I got lazy and saw that Sonali did a fine job of representing part of my view. I might have let the matter lie had I not heard your response to her. The crux of your response to her was to fixate on the concept of right versus duty. But that's not what elicited your original comment, was it? Was this person who wanted a day off on a particular day, the Michael Jordan of her team, playing Game 5? Actually, it was not a her, it was a he. My bad. Playing Game 5 of the World Series? What do we know about how important that person's presence was on the day he or she asked for a holiday? Nothing. That didn't stop you from viewing the request negatively. So it's suspicious to bring in examples of a journalist missing a big election day or Scotty Pippen sitting out a crucial game because they simply don't apply it to the example at hand. Here's what you've missed about the concept of holiday as a right. While it is a right, the only exception one can have of the employee is that he, she aligns with their supervisor on, on the, the when. when. The why shouldn't matter to the employer. 90% of us, and it appears to be true for the example being quoted, do not work in jobs where absence on any one day can have catastrophic consequences for the team. So why should anyone sit in judgment on whether someone wants to spend a day scratching one's nether regions on the couch in front of the TV or needs a day off for a more genuine reason? I've worked in India for nine years and worked outside of India for another nine. I've worked in Europe and employees paradise and in the US, which has a well-earned reputation for not being an employee-friendly society. I worked for Indian managers in Europe and Indian managers in India. Nowhere have I encountered the Indian attitude to vacations. Employees and line managers in India treat vacation as some sort <laughs> of privilege. True. That's true. A favor being doled out to employees and something that requires a justification to take. Only in India will you hear the concept of applying for leave and being rejected. And only in India will you hear about the phenomena of lying to take holiday because there's a list of valid yeah. reasons to Bump take Bump off your off. grandmother. Wage slavery may be an overstatement, but the Maibap mentality of employees and bosses in India appear to be alive and well. I don't mean to hector you into changing your opinion. I just felt your arguments were on really weak ground and perhaps lacking awareness. Thank you for continuing to engage with criticism in good faith. Arijit. Thanks, Arijit, for the mail. Thank you for your subscription and your support and your disagreement. Anyone wants to Arijit no. is my kind of a person. There should but, be four-day work sorry. weeks. But no, seriously, <laughs> this vacation bit like that, I learned at my first job. Like, it was... You were really looked at as a criminal if you took leave, you know. And I as a result, no one in the office ever listen, took leave. I have worked seven days a week mm. for almost, I think, 10, 15 years. So mm. I, even I used to like look at, uh, you know, very... Cri- I mean, if somebody is asking for leave, I feel he's <laughs> a fucking criminal. Why is <laughs> so taking leave? I would, because I work for seven <laughs> days. So what are you doing, sir? I, 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 I hope no, you have I evolved <laughs> since then. <laughs> I hope you have evolved since since I have, just I have. come back from... But even now, sometimes, I get irritated. Even no, I, I, those irritations I are justified because some people are on leave too often it. and all that ah, is fine. But okay. this whole thing of, you know, like uh, feeling guilty for taking a leave is very real in India. A lot of, pay, like at least in my first job, I used to really like feel guilty for, and I would prepare for like four days, reasons And the worst part is like all the research in the world shows that yes. this is bad for your productivity, yes. for your mental health, yes. for everything. So As I, long as you're not overshooting the quota of leaves that you're allowed, mm. it's fine. So, Arijit, I don't disagree with you on much of it. What I do disagree with you is that you will that how can you judge people on what they do with their spare time? I think we all do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong in that. I think what you might want to add another layer is what you judge them for. But that you judge them is an inevitable thing. For example, a lot of my colleagues probably find it really bizarre when they when I'm interviewing them. But I ask them and I expect them to tell them honestly that do you take substances? You know, do you smoke up? Do you like to indulge in activity, which is drugs? <laughs> so, 
drugs that's very worthy i ask whatever manisha sometimes is sitting there and she holds her head and shakes it and says ek kya kar rahe jab tak wo cocaine nahi kar rahe theek hai no but now here's the thing <laughs> i may not I, i i may not reject someone on that i judge people if they spend like for example this is something i ask when you're not working what do you do do you have a passion and this is a mantra that i have in life when i'm hiring if they have a passion that passion could be a sport it could be stamp collecting it could be musical we playing the guitar nothing i like to chill out i judge a person for that <laughs> we all judge people for various reasons some may do it because of the color of their skin i'm not saying my parameters are perfect but we all do it so i i i think that i i don't ask people you know why do you want to take leave you know if someone tells me today calls me today hello i can't come today then i definitely ask why because we have a plan for the day but if one leaves i mean i don't know i've got a lot of emails that i won't take leave from this have i ever asked why why are you going <laughs> why? no i mean i never asked that but yes i would get irritated by someone if i have a shoot planned and you're wrong when it you say that how important is now that depends from profession to profession but in my profession on the day of shoot even a light man is imperative without him the shoot cannot go ahead yeah but what he's saying is that we don't know the circumstances of the leave when that person took it maybe that day wasn't a very heavy day or yeah, uh, yeah but all i'm saying is that if that employer was a little frustrated and the maibap culture is not it permeates everything in our country it's not just on this the maibap culture is in families acha mama i'm going out where are you going hey, what is it to you i'm 45 years old I'm talking right now by the way in case thing happens when I was young. <laughs> but, but, but now that's a fucking society we live in. Yeah what what, what, what do you do? You know? So like acha you'll get late tonight why where will you be? Fucking I'm 46 man. You know? Now your mother asks me even yeah, your mother, uh? I don't think I don't think that is limited to no, no, office so Indian ja parents you're, you're not getting shit. No, it's an Indian thing yeah. Office ja raha hai joote dal ke nahi ja raha. आपको सीओ देखना चाहिए वो तो कई बार लोगों को अंदर आने नहीं देते बट बट अरिजीत ऑल इन गुड फेथ इन गुड ह्यूमर Yeah, points taken. No, but this about the Indian employers. He's very right about this because I've had I've been in jobs where I mean, if even when you go on leave, the whole idea is to relax. And but this thing is constantly in your mind. Yar, kya ho raha hai? Jayenge baad. That guilt factor, right? You should feel guilty mind. for taking. That shouldn't happen. That, that's that should happen. That should happen. But yeah, I have nothing more to add on this. So if you have any comments, critique. or suggestions for us write into us at contact@newslawney.com i repeat contact@newslawney.com we have some fantastic merchandise and a sabki dhulai soap kit that will be available to subscribers only we'll tell you how but for the month of independence day this sabki dhulai independence soap set will be available with subscription i think 6 month subscription you can check it out the details will be on our social media and uh, do write into us but guys just want to point out that July you know like you know the paywall is down the hafta is available to everybody it's not only for people who are paying our subscribers about 20% did not renew their subscription who have been renewing it regularly uh, for this period when it's free we are developing a website which is flawless so that you guys don't have a problem in accessing hafta in accessing our stuff the reason we've taken this paywall down right now is so while we are making sure that our podcast player is completely in sync with our website 
you guys don't have a problem in accessing hafta so the purpose of taking down this paywall during this time which will be another 3 4 weeks is to make the website more efficient for you if during this time so many of you don't subscribe and our subscriptions fall instead of rising in the month of july you know i i get a bit disappointed so do subscribe they shouldn't drop off man the paywall is going to be back up in 2 3 weeks in any case so yeah on that note but thank you for your support love all of your support i think it is extremely important i'm thrilled that so many news platforms are going down the subscription route after having told me for years how wrong i was and i have you guys to thank right back in 2013 some of you subscribed so thank you for that and our subscriptions keep growing do spread the word tell others at least while up paywall is down and podcast hafta is free you can try to convince others that hafta is free so um yeah on that note let's have recommendations ladies and gentlemen ravan sir you want to start uh, pratap bhanu mehta's article uh, mm. which came out two days ago uh, this was a uh, in response to you know what yogendra yadav wrote in the print right and uh, is basically uh, is saying the religion uh, i mean secularism uh, is dead i mean uh, this more than this the debate is actually that how the nationalism is subsuming you know religion as well as uh, secularism all right so and the second is uh, today uh, tm krishna has written a beautiful on ram on ram how does he know ram uh, indian and express indian yes. express okay, i'll read it it's a beautiful uh, short article these two recommendations uh, so this is a piece by muzammil jalil it's it was published on uh, the anniversary of the abrogation of article 37 it's called the that home in our heart an allegory of a struggle against forgetting in kashmir it was published in the inverse journal it's a very longish piece but worth the read it is a very personal deeply personal piece of what all these changes mean to us as individuals as kashmiris i mean every i mean this is his story as much as it's my story and every other kashmiri story so this please read this and see what it all means at a personal level i mean we have mm-hmm. heard all these debates about what it means legally politically strategically what it means personally so th- it's a, it's little long but worth the time nice i'll read it a piece in pari uh, it's headline coping with a deadly virus a social one two it tracks the lives of two families who one of who had members tested positive and what they went through i'll just read the first two bits it didn't matter that all but one of them had tested negative for coronavirus the sarpanch in agreement with the villagers had issued a diktat the family couldn't leave their home for one month though the mandatory quarantine period was 14 days one of them had been infected with the virus to make things worse his was the first reported case in the district in the district of usmanabad and he returned from panipat after attending a tablighi jamaat congregation so how this virus has actually impacted different you know communities in different ways and what how it's been tougher in terms of social exclusion of those some of those people in those communities who've tested positive muslims mainly right so my recommendation actually is a time magazine article it's the next global depression is coming and optimism won't slow it down it's by ian bremer now i'm not saying what ian bremer is saying is definitely going to come true or not true i just think that the and i've been saying this for a while the economic impact of this covid is going to be so severe so severe that we haven't quite factored it in yet into our lives and forward planning i suspect modi ji and shah are not even aware this may happen genuinely i i think that they have no idea it's an interesting piece and if you're young in your maybe 20s you're just graduating i think it's important you read this even if this is not how it plays out it's good to plan for this kind of 
a few years if your career is just starting out just like i think the generation that saw the great depression it was important for them to know what is in store so yeah i think uh, it's it's that's why i recommend it now we shall end with a song you know that in rajasthan sachin pilot met rahul and priyanka whoever he met and he said theek hai gehlot said theek hai all is forgiven sachin pilot gave a spree of interviews saying that it was just hurtful the kind of things that i was called but you know in politics you have to so whether gehlot forgives him or not is that code for bjp se baat nahi bani कोर्ट पर बीजेपी से पता नहीं कह नहीं सकते बीजेपी से बात बनी कि नहीं सो टुडे सॉन्ग इज डेडिकेटेड टू द पैचअप बिटवीन सचिन पायलट एंड गहलोत एंड इट इज एक्चुअली वेरी फेमस गजल बट द रिकॉर्डिंग यू लिसन टू इज आई जस्ट डिस्कवर्ड दिस इट्स अ रिकॉर्डिंग ऑफ माई आंट विच वॉज टेकन इन दीज शी वॉज अ वेरी गुड सिंगर सो दैट्स अ वर्जन यू शुड लिसन टू अंटिल नेक्स्ट टाइम एंजॉय द हफ्ता एंजॉय लाइफ agree disagree keep engaging and expose yourself to more and more ideas it will only make all of us richer and better wo kehte hain ranjish ki baatein bula dein wo kehte hain ranjish ki baatein bula dein mohabbat karein khush rahein मुस्कुरा दें मोहबत करें खुश रहें मुस्कुरा दें जवानी होकर जाबदानी तो यार अब जवानी होकर जाबदानी तो यार अब तेरी सदा दुनिया को जन्नत बना दे तेरी सदा दुनिया को जन्नत बना दे वो कहते हैं रंजिश की बातें भुला दे All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah.